You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. However, what evidence does show is that John O'Keefe never entered the home at 34 Fairview Road in Canton the night he died. Location data from his phone, recovered from the lawn beneath his body when he was transported to the hospital, shows that his phone did not enter that home. 11 people have given statements that they did not see John O'Keefe enter the home at 34 Fairview that night. Zero people have said that they saw him enter the home. Zero. No one. Some have, without any evidence, pointed to 18-year-old Colin Albert, a nephew of the homeowner, and accused him of attacking John O'Keefe as he entered the home. But phone evidence shows O'Keefe never entered the home at all. Testimony from witnesses tell us that 18-year-old Colin Albert had left his uncle's home before John O'Keefe and Karen Reed had arrived outside the residence. There was no fight inside that home. John O'Keefe did not enter the home. Colin Albert, the young man being vilified, was not present when Reed's vehicle and John O'Keefe arrived on the street. This is a false narrative. Colin Albert didn't commit murder. Jennifer McCabe, Matthew McCabe, and Brian Albert. These people were not part of a conspiracy and certainly did not commit murder or any crime that night. They have been forthcoming with authority, providing statements, and have not engaged in any cover-up. They are not suspects in any crime. They are merely witnesses in the case. To have them accused of murder is outrageous. To have them harassed and intimidated based on false narratives and accusations is wrong. They are witnesses doing what our justice system asks of them. The autopsy of John O'Keefe was conducted by a forensic pathologist from the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner. The doctor found that the injuries that left John helpless in the cold were not a result of a fight. She further found that the line of abrasions on his arm was consistent with blunt trauma not an animal attack. A grand jury of everyday citizens heard the documented evidence and testimony before making a decision. The subject of that murder indictment enjoys the constitutional presumption of innocence. Why should the witnesses who have committed no crime be afforded less by members of the community? They should not be harassed for telling the government what they heard or saw. I'm asking the Canton community and everyone who feels invested in this case to hear all the actual evidence at trial before assigning guilt to people who have done nothing wrong. And certainly before taking it upon yourself to harass citizens who evidence shows have done nothing in this matter but come forward and bear witness. We try people in the court and not on the internet for a reason. The internet has no rules of evidence. The internet has no punishment for perjury. And the internet does not know all the facts. Conspiracy theories are not evidence. The idea that multiple police department, EMTs, fire personnel, the medical examiner, and prosecuting agencies are joined in or taken in by a vast conspiracy should be seen for what it is, completely contrary to the evidence and a desperate attempt to reassign guilt. Michael Proctor, the state police trooper being accused of planting evidence outside 34 
Fairview Road was never at Fairview Road on the day of the incident. Proctor and his state police partner traveled together the entire day while other officers were processing 34 Fairview. Trooper Proctor was not there and did not plant evidence at 34 Fairview Road. In addition to having no opportunity to plant the evidence, as has been suggested, Proctor would have no motive to do so. Trooper Proctor had no close personal relationship with any of the parties involved in the investigation and had no conflict. And he had no reason to step out of this investigation. Every suggestion to the contrary is a lie. <laughs> this should be seen for what it is and not used as a pretext to attack and harass others. What is happening to the witnesses, some with no actual involvement in the case, is wrong. It is contrary to the American values of fairness and the constitutional value of a fair trial. It needs to stop now. I am releasing this quoted statement rather than holding a news conference because my remarks need to be so narrowly tailored to the issue at hand while the prosecution is pending in Superior Court. But the message is the same. What is happening to these innocent people, these witnesses, is wrong and it needs to stop. Oh my God. Just unbelievable. That was DA Michael Morrissey. Just played uh, his video that he put out. I'm not even sure how long ago. I would guess it's been a, maybe a month now. Just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And uh, tonight we have a great guest. I'm really excited about this show. I just want to say that uh, again, we are going to be fundraising for uh, the Karen Reed Defense Fund tonight. 50% of all donations that come in tonight on the Cash App or Venmo to the Karen Reed Defense Fund. Um, and basically, you can uh, Cash App Mike Crawford one, number one, Mike Crawford one. Or Venmo, Mike Crawford, TYJ, like the young jerks. Mike Crawford, TYJ on Venmo. So hopefully we get some donations tonight. It's a big part of the show now, especially when we do these uh, Karen Reed Justice for John O'Keefe. I, I really feel strongly about raising money for Karen Reed, and we're going to continue to do so. And uh, really happy that to hear the news today from the whole group and the gang, and so many people are raising money for her. 200,000. We, we, we wanted that number. We hit that number. We found out today we've officially raised $200,000 for Karen Reed. We have a goal of 250. So let's try to get there. Like how quickly can we get to 250 tonight? We're going to try to help out. we got a special guest. So let's bring him up. This gentleman is an attorney. And after DA Michael Morris, he put out that ridiculous video. It's so funny about this video is that they pre-planned that. This wasn't like a live. He he spoke out off the cuff at a press conference or they put in some thought in this to put this thing out there. And it was the most ridiculous video ever um, to put out there during a case. And this attorney, very well respected, we're going to talk about tonight, talk to tonight. Brian, I'm going to say his last name, attorney Brian Barrera. I think, I think that's pretty close. Uh, he's got a, a website. Elderlaw.info is his blog. He's also got South Shore Elder, uh, Elderlaw.com. Check those out. Um, he's been an attorney for quite a number of years. He's been around 
uh, what does that say? Since I can't even see without my glasses, but all his info is on the web, on the uh, screen right now. I'm gonna bring him up. He can really tell us more about himself. Brian, what's up, attorney? Hello. How nice to be here. I I, I want to first say at the end of that video, attorney Morrissey said, "I have I can't say much more because this has to be narrow narrowly tailored." What else would he have said if it weren't? <laughs> He, he practically said, anybody who disagrees with what we're doing is wrong. All right. Anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think right. I was doing a show with Turtle Boy that night or something. Or I, I know I was doing a show like right after that. And I was like, am I going to get a knock on the door? Like it was just because it, it could be talking about any of us, not just Aiden, too. No, he was talking about Aiden. <laughs> yeah, he was. It's pretty but. clear. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the focus of that, which is extraordinary that he, he's got under the skin. <laughs> one guy, one guy, one little media company, independent. Well, he's making a lot of noise out there. So, yes, um, it's one guy can do a lot. That's right. He's showing the power of it. It's uh, we're going to talk much more about Turtle Boy tonight in. Uh, but I want to get to you. Tell us about you attorney well first of all i don't practice criminal law and i'm not talking about this case because i have any interest in ever getting into the morass of criminal law uh, i practice in estate planning probate and elder law and uh, you know i'm the editor of uh, of books by massachusetts continuing legal education uh, as my practice has evolved over time, I've gotten more and more involved in litigation. So I, I understand litigation, I, and I get a sense of how judges react sometimes to things. Um, I'm on the litigation committee of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. I, I'm involved in the field of law, but I'm not in criminal law. And again, don't anybody call me with a criminal law case. We will refer you somewhere else. Um, but I, um, I've been involved in against against lawyers uh, that work for the government. Uh, I've done a lot of appeals that have to do with mass health um, for nursing home care, and I I've been up against lawyers all the way to the top court in Massachusetts, the SJC. I have a case that's uh, tomorrow the U.S. Supreme Court is deciding whether to take. But I, and I've learned along the way that don't think that lawyers in government are going to maintain the, 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 their lofty standards of, of justice. When they're involved in a case, they want to win. That's it, it, the goal is winning. So, and it, it sounds like that with, with, with the DA's office right now. The things that they say, the, the, you know, why would they oppose getting information about a dog? You know, I mean, do dogs have privacy rights? I mean, who are they protecting there? What, poor Chloe. You know, we don't, Chloe would be upset if she knew that, you know, her attacks are going to be known to the public. What are they doing there? That is trying to avoid getting evidence that they should be gathering themselves. Great point. Cause I, I, I'm a dog guy. I do dog business 
And I love that you're an estate attorney because I used to be a financial advisor and I would send people to a state attorney. So I, I know exactly what you're into and uh, I, I, it's a big need. I may actually call you for those services someday, attorney. Um, but, you know, the thing about the dog thing is their property. Legally, that's all they are. It's like there's a value of them. At, like it's worth 100 bucks or 200 or 500, whatever it is. That's all they are. Their property, right? Right. They have tangible personal property. I mean, but in the records, what, why would anybody oppose that? You know, I mean, if, if, if the goal of the criminal justice system is justice, why wouldn't you, why would you say we don't want you to have that? I know I could understand that if you're involved in something that you want to hide, that you wouldn't want anybody to know about it. But why would a judge rule rule against that? I mean, the judge didn't rule against that. Why did, but why did the DA oppose it? Doesn't make that one doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, there's quite a few here that uh, you know. If it turns out Wendy is listening, maybe she could call in and or, or, or send a message about why uh, Wendy is what I call her. Um, yeah, you call her Wendy. I love that Wendy. W i n d y. <laughs> Wendy. That's exactly what she is. Wendy. <laughs> but you've. Uh, yeah, she can call in. We're gonna we'll put up the phone number too. If if Wendy or Jennifer want to call in. Give us a ring tonight. And that doesn't mean everyone else calling yet, because later on we are going to open the phone lines. But if Wendy or or Jennifer, because we're going to be talking about them, want to call right now, that would be good. But let's well, talk about Wendy. You know, you were making a point of journey. All right. Well, that's how I got started in this case. Um, you know, I like a lot of people heard about the. Uh, the Google search in April. And I don't know if everybody else has access to all the court records directly, but lawyers can log in and see them. So I went in there, I looked at them and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So I started watching. And then, you know, if you go to YouTube and you Google, Google Karen Reed case, and then watch a, a news clip about Karen Reed, the, you know, the algorithm just pulls you in and, more stuff comes up. And that's where I got to, what is this Turtle Boy thing? You know, I'd never heard of Turtle Boy, and I started watching. Um, and then he said one day that he was going to be on a podcast, and she was there with him. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, I mean, it, it was fact-free analysis. And... And then the next day, she came up with this theory about how, oh, well, no one else thought of this, including the DA, but a plow pulled him from one from this area to that area. And it was, I, if you look at my Twitter account before July, you'll see the most boring Twitter account ever. Uh, all I, I do content marketing. I, you know, I write a post on my blog and I send out a link about it, and that's all I use Twitter for. But I. So, but I sent something out to, to her that said, you, you're a lawyer and you're supposed to be able to read and absorb info. That's, that's, I, I sometimes will prepare emails like that and not send them, you know, but this one I just sent. And I just started going at her because she was just not making any sense to me. Now, maybe she has a lot of experience in the area. 
but she's relying on her experience. And I, I don't think she's really paying a lot of attention to the facts of the case. Yeah, I, pretty, pretty I do obvious. have to agree. I, I, you know, she blocked me about two weeks ago, maybe me three too, weeks ago. Me too. Yeah. And I hadn't done anything. You know, she was sending another one of those posts out where she just proclaims the guilt of the, of the defendant and, and why she's not going to like it in jail. So um, I, I go in and I can, I can see her other, you know, I, I set up another account where I don't follow anyone. And I go in there periodically. I can't respond to her, but I can respond to someone. I can figure out who responded to her. And then I can go find that one. And I can respond to the response. But she did, did make a good point a couple of weeks ago about the hair. I don't think either side was being truthful. completely truthful about the hair or the alleged hair. Uh, you know, but other than that, I don't think she's really been fair yeah definitely not she's definitely picked a side she doesn't have enough information her information is all, all often like sloppy false like not even close to, to the truth so so uh, this is the weird that came in uh, I just you know, want... let me tell you this tweet that you got up here on yep. the screen yep. um this was a response to something that adam lally had said in court and it was like they they say you can't rely on the information about where John was and, you know, at, at midnight on the phone, because his phone starts moving after he's, after he's deceased and he's, and he's been brought to the hospital. Well, well that doesn't mean he was carrying it around. He didn't have a, uh, you know, a, a walk my phone app going, you know, it was obviously someone else had it. Right. So, you know, that, that was just not being honest. Go ahead, Mike. I interrupted you. Oh, no. The, something. something came in. Like, I, I noticed today, uh, Turtle Boy, uh, Clarence on uh, Facebook <laughs> was asking Canton residents to help him out with something, like, immediately. And we just had a comment. I feel like it might be connected to that. But this also could be spreading a rumor. So, But I'm going to post it anyway, because I think our audience right. will know more about it. And I think they'll tell us what's going on. Uh, a Facebook user just wrote, said, Mike, they caught... JM, I think that's Jennifer McCabe, at Proctor's house about 60 minutes ago. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting if they got some video or pictures of that? I want to ask our audience, did that actually happen? Maybe Turtle Boy will confirm it. Or maybe it's already confirmed. That's something. We got a lot of comments, though. Uh, here's another comment. It says, I love how Brian has made, a court, uh, made court documents available to us online. Appreciate it. I do, too. Um and I told Mike before, I, I, I got one more today, and I've only shared it with one person. And I, I know who. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody probably knows who you who you share that document first if you're smart. <laughs> I'm sure Aiden has gone through with a fine-tooth comb. <laughs> yes. We're getting a lot of comments, a lot of listeners right now. Really love your comments. Uh People are giving money too. I've already noticed some fundraising going on. Um, I, I noticed people are giving on YouTube. I, I just want to tell the people, like, I don't know if they're actually going to accept us in the program. Like they, they, they're weird. They accept money and then they deny you. So like, I can't even like that can't go in the, um, in the fund tonight. Like we don't even know if we're going to get that money from YouTube. Honestly, I would not give money on there until we're really in the program until we're fully approved. till we get some payments from them. Um, 
But what I would definitely do if people want to contribute to Karen Reed tonight is please do it through Venmo or the Cash App. Mike Crawford won on Cash App or Venmo, Mike Crawford, TYJ. 50% is going to Karen Reed Defense Fund. I appreciate all the listeners. Uh, I, I want to go to some of these slides because you've been going. I love what you do on Twitter. You're an attorney. You're to the point. You know what you're talking about. And you're going against Wendy Murphy, who's an attorney. And you're going against this former FBI agent, Jennifer Coffin Daffy is what I call her. Uh, let's let's look at some of these tweets. This is another one that you posted. I think it was to Wendy Wer Wendy Murphy. And you said, what a disappointment that the Kent Library has two minutes missing from its footage. That could have given us highly re relevant info about the rear of Karen's car in the first few minutes after Karen left the murder scene. Did you get any response from Wendy no. on this one? No. And I'm not sure anyone got the point of the last. Is the ghost of Rosemary Woods haunting the library? Rosemary Woods was Nixon's secretary responsible for the 18 and a half minute gap in one of his tape, one of his tapes. So that's that was the that was the sarcastic okay. point down there. How can two minutes be missing? And Adam Lally in court just says, oh well, that's what I was given. You know, I mean, how about looking for it? Yeah, right. How about having nice. any explanation for it? Like, figure out, like, why you don't have the two minutes, like, even. It happens, you know. Why is it that all the evidence that would possibly show us the taillight is missing? As far as we know, let's, let's you know, let's not overstate things here because there's, there's information that we haven't seen. Right. You know, and, but I would think that if, if her taillight if there were a video showing her tail light, I think the defense would have brought it up. Here's a question someone brought up. <laughs> that, uh, you ever think that they are purposely doing stupid crap to have the case dismissed? I can't imagine. I mean, what, what do you do to your reputation as a lawyer? You know, it's... No, I, I, just, I just think... I think they're going ahead with it. Yeah, it sure seems like it. I blame the judge. Okay, let me comment about the judge, since there's a comment there about the judge. My experience with judges, now, I, I, I don't deal with criminal cases again, civil cases, but I've been in just about every courtroom, every type of court in Massachusetts. The judges get involved in the discussions. They don't just sit there like a blob. Um, as far as the, uh, the bail the bail argument. It didn't seem like she was prepared. It didn't seem like she was, she knew why that was being argued. It seemed like she was completely oblivious to what was going on in front of her. Now, to be fair, judges are people. Sometimes they're not prepared, you know, um, but, you know, in a case like this that has such public attention, I, I, I think she could do better. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we have some other tweets that we want to look at. Uh, here's another one to Jennifer. We got a lot of Jennifer tweets. You asked her, uh, the last two hearings were carried live in Boston. Defense lawyers were there with prosecution witnesses. A key prosecution witness had a well-known criminal defense lawyer arguing on her behalf at the last hearing to prevent further inquiries into her cell phone. Yeah. Why, why does 
why do attorney Morrissey's witnesses who are so innocent and they're not suspected of anything, why do some of them have defense lawyers? That's a great question. Why, <laughs> you know, what's really interesting too is because I just looked at something, uh, last night, which I just, I, uh, you know, Turtle Boy Aiden has probably said this, but it just kind of occurred to me like, if you're if you're kind of like a mob boss or or a kingpin of a crew, you who would you emulate yourself after locally in terms of attorneys? Whitey Bulger and who did, who when Whitey Bulger needed an attorney for his girl, who did she get? She got Kevin Rennington. Uh, Greg <laughs> Catherine Greg had Kevin Rennington, and uh, when you know Brian Albert, his girl Jen McCabe needed an attorney. Who does she have? Reddington. It's just that to me was just kind of like interesting little note. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think I think we we have a possibility that someone one of Michael Morrissey's witnesses is going to plead the fifth. Wow, that would be wild to see a case like that. Um, you know, Yo, they got to tailor their one, questions. Which one do you think? Which one? <laughs> which ones do you think are going to do that? All of them, most well, of them. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we really don't have all the evidence. Right. I mean, the defense has, got, has done a good job of putting things out there to that make us wonder about things. I think the prosecution has put a lot of it out there now because they're trying to protect the phones uh, and keep, keep the phones away from the defense. But there's probably more there. I mean, I'd be shocked if there's not more there. Where are the where are all the videos? I mean, we live in a world where I, I'm buzzed on my phone all the time about something going on nearby. Either either it's in my yard or somebody else's yard nearby, and there, there don't seem to be any videos. Where are they? Yeah, and 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 as I've asked, you might have this one up coming up. Is Brian Albert the only? police officer in Massachusetts who doesn't have a camera system in his home? I think he does have a, well, uh, on the outside, I thought he did have a camera, but they said he didn't record anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then why did he, oh, come on. You I know? mean, possible, because I, I have a camera, and, and the only time I turn it off, turn it on usually, is if I'm not here. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if I'm out for a few hours, I'll turn it on. Or if I'm sleeping at night, that's when I turn it on. So like, I generally don't have it on during the day or if I'm having a party, cause I don't want it recording all the people who are my friends coming in and out, you know? So that could be possible. Okay. If, you know, uh, there are and, more. It, oh, go ahead. And the person across the street who's a police officer, his didn't record that night either. Okay. Okay. Right. Sure. If I'm on a jury, I'm not sure I buy all that, you know? I mean, it's just too coincidental. Right. I think one of the biggest weird things is none of them came out of their houses. That That is weird. Like, Well, let me make an argument in favor of Brian Albert for that. Yes. If, if, he, did come, if he did come out, then he'd be accused of maybe tampering tainting, with the evidence yeah, or tainting it, doing something. So, you know, it's possible that made sense at least that's the argument they're going to make i guess in that case why not send your wife out 
Hmm. Like that's what I would do in that case. If it, if I had a conflict, I'd say, "Honey, why don't you go out? You're good at talking to people. Find out what's going on out there. Make sure John's okay. You know, whoever's out there is okay. Maybe they didn't know who it was. You know what I mean? Like that's what I would do in that situation. He's got a wife, right? <laughs> yeah, kids in the house. I mean, they're pretty much adults, or some of them at least. Yeah, that to me is weird. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's look at this tweet, too. Um, you say, uh, Jennifer, the affidavit definitely states that Lucky Lawford said it was not snowing very heavily when he started his shift at 2.15 a.m., then went by the crime scene and saw nothing. You could have easily double-checked what you thought you had read if being accurate is important. Like that is just like she doesn't care. You can tell right she, there she, she does she not She had it wrong. Care. She She then changed the tweet. Just, but you know, how do you get that wrong? That's a basic fact. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. How, how many followers does she have? What is it? I mean, it, it's an enormous number. She's got a good she's, amount. She's tainting, tainting the jury pool. Do it's funny because they all accuse, like especially Wendy, some of the others, the uh, Kate Peter that we're going to talk about later tonight a little bit. They accuse Turtle Boy of uh, of being you know collecting money from from the defense team that that she that, that he's paid for this that the karen reed is paying him to do this which i do not believe uh, i know they're not paying me to do this so i i just don't believe that turtle boy would take the money and not disclose it um but i wonder about them like and i feel like even if they're not taking money especially wendy murphy she gets a benefit by working with the police because a lot of her a lot of her people that she represents are sexual assault victims. So cops help her a lot in her day-to-day -day work, I would think. So I think that it benefits her. But do you think there's any chance that they could actually be being paid or or I I would have no way of knowing. I you know, maybe they're by taking a position and sticking to it, that makes them marketable to court TV and other media outlets. That too. You know, if they waffle, maybe maybe then they're not as they don't get booked. But um, I don't know. I, I I think that they're offended. I think they got offended by uh, Turtle Boy. But yeah, I don't want to just keep pounding on him. Yeah, it's true. But I think, it's true. But There's it, so much of this shit. Like this is what kills me. So many people are like they're willing to condemn Karen Reed. Because they don't like Turtle Boy. Like, that's, like, from the crusty pants to the top. Like, it's, like, it's the same issue for all of them, isn't it? Isn't it? That's really what it boils down to. And, and they, it doesn't occur to them that, what if he's right? Yeah. And he's been right so many <laughs> times before. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that kills me. It's, like, I know how, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I know how this is going to turn out. If I didn't, I would be doing this stuff. I, I'm pretty sure that Aiden's going to be found correct on all, all of this. Like, I... I would definitely bet on it at this point. Well, it, because of stuff like this too, that you have it right on the screen, Lucky Lawford, like that dude, oh, is, yeah. he's, he's well, definitely under pressure and he's still telling the truth. And it's obvious he's telling the truth. Well, let's, you know, when I, when I take on a case, one of, one of the things I do is I throw out all the witnesses who have something to gain or lose. And then I just, Look at who's left. And we got Lucky and we have 
uh, I forget his name. He picked up, he was there to pick up his sister at 12.15. Yeah, the brother. Um, the brother of the Nagel, brother. I think. Ryan Nagel? Yes, that's his name. You know, I mean, we got those two people. Um, you know, I mean, if you look at all the, uh, there's going to be a battle of the experts on the technology, right? The Google search happened. The Google search didn't happen. You know, it's going to go back and forth with all tech. John was in the house. No, John never made it into the house. The jury's going to throw all that out. And it could be just down to the, the witnesses who have nothing to gain or lose. And that's the way I, I think Lucky is going to be a really key witness. And I wonder what kind of pressure he's he's undergoing. And how how good, like, that's the thing, too. It's like, I would think Lucky will be more believable on the stand than Jen McCabe. Like, I just feel like either, like, they're either going to lie on the stand, I feel like, or they're going to plead the fifth. So, like, either way, I don't think it's going to come out good for them. Well, Lucky has nothing to gain or lose. Exactly. He, he said it was not snowing. And I don't know what else, what other tweets of mine you got up there, but one of the one of the ones that I put out a couple of days ago is, you know, think about when when it's snowing out. Yeah, it's you get that white glow of the snow, and you and what happens when the snow is landing on a ninety-eight degree body? It's melting. No. So he should have stood out even more than normal exactly. in that area. Exactly. There is a street light. Somebody, I you know. I don't know who to believe on Twitter, especially the people who aren't identifying themselves and they have a fake name and they just joined in the last month or two. But somebody said she had a street light in the same area and it doesn't throw light over to that area. I, I, I would have no way of knowing, but I would assume some light would get over there. But I mean, even the, if it didn't, his, he's got to plow with lights. Like those guys, right. I got a plow guy. He's got major lights because he's looking not just straight in front of him, but on the sides, like they're, those guys have a lot of lighting. I, I just don't think a guy like lucky is going to miff that, especially when he's, I mean, that's what plowing's about. It's though, you know, that's where you're looking. You're looking to the left or the right, make sure you're not going to hit something. But we don't know anything about lucky and how reliable he, he is, you know? So I would, I would assume that they're going to try to discredit him. Absolutely. I'm sure. Hmm. Now, you, there's another one you uh, responded back to her, and you said, in your professional opinion as an investigator, Jennifer, <laughs> if you were interviewing eagle-eyed Bat McCabe and he told you that he saw the tire marks in Karen's three-point turn where the murder occurred, would you have asked whether he had also seen the body that was supposedly there? There's no sarcasm in that question. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Matt McCabe said he saw the three-point turn. So that means he's looking out the window, straight to the street. The body has to be there. I mean, the body, I, well, we don't know where the three, the tire marks were, but he's looking in that direction. How does he not see the body? Unless the argument is going to be that the street light worked on the street, but it didn't work in the front of the lawn. I, what jury is going to believe that? You know. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, doubt here. We talk about the uh, the search again. 
Okay, what's... I don't, let's see. I don't know I can read that saying there. Yeah, uh, she's asking... Oh. Here is the expert's take. In addition to the exact time at 2.27 a.m., there was a search located in the Knowledge Seed database. This timestamp is the interaction of the Safari tab in the iPhone to search the Ozone Basketball website at 2.27 and not a search of how's long to die in cold. And you wrote back, Jennifer, that is something written by the prosecution in April. That's not the expert's report. That's what Adam Lally believes the expert found. And Adam Lally's beliefs are not evidence. Kindly bring forth the original source if it is available. Did she bring up the source? So, I, I don't get answers to a lot you of know, my questions. You know who has the source is actually Aiden, of course. He has it on his website. <laughs> yeah. The Jennifer. best way not to get through on this show is to call from no caller ID. I love that. People call in the middle of the show with no caller ID. It's like, you think you're getting through? Come on. Come on. Oh God! If people are morons, I swear to God. Like trolls, don't be so dumb. Like we're, let's, it's gonna be a message tonight at the end of the show. I think <laughs> this is a troll right here from Jennifer. I mean, she just. You asked her another question. Are you just assuming there was darkness at the crime scene? Was there a street light nearby? If Matt McCabe was able to, oh, we already read that one. I'm sorry. And this is a, this is another post that you made uh, supporting Rita Lombardi for yeah. Kent Select Board. You, do you like Rita yeah. like we do? Well, I mean, I think I think if half the people saw I was coming on this show and said we want Rita, not that guy. You know, yeah, I think they really need a change there. Gotta I don't go. live there. I yeah. don't live there. They can have whoever they want. Yeah, they got a big select board meeting tomorrow night. It's going to be interesting. I know people go down there to support Rita. I hope people show up tomorrow night in Canton for the select board meeting and support Rita Lombardi and all of the other Canton citizens that have been showing up and not being heard. Um, you know what? Let's do this one. I want to. There we go. All right. Here's another Jennifer. She say that justice is second fiddle in this case. And she said it's all a show. <laughs> And you said, Jennifer, I'm watching Adam Lally blame delays on the lab, but it's been 18 months since the death, and I'm wondering why this has taken so long. What was your experience with the FBI turnaround time on testing similar items? No answer. <laughs> There's kind of a theme there. Yeah. It's funny, too, because a lot of these interactions I'm noticing, she has way more uh, followers, but on her own tweet, you're getting more engagement, more support, it looks like, than she does. You know, uh, let's talk about this just for a second. It's not the lab that runs the court system. You know, the court system sets sets deadlines. When when he's saying it takes, I don't know what's going on here, Your Honor. It, it's taken. They need more time. The judge should be in his face about this. You know, I mean, uh, he. he Gives a, a long, drawn-out explanation. You know, a, sounds like a bureaucrat talk, giving excuses. But she should cut in and say, "Where is it? Why not?" I mean, he's blaming them. But and then when and then when it was brought up at the last hearing that he didn't answer his emails and and certain things were not tested because he just didn't get around to it. 
the judge didn't say a thing. He didn't apologize for it. He didn't admit to it. And the judge didn't say anything. I mean, she's too blasé about all this stuff. Definitely. It's just like, no, whatever. Just let's not talk about it. Well, what if Karen yeah, had not been able to make you, bail? Yeah, what's what that? if she didn't make bail? If she hadn't been able to make bail, she's sitting in, in a jail cell. The whole time. While we're waiting for Adam Lally to answer his emails. You know? And this is probably happening to other people. If he's doing it to her, he's certainly doing it to people where there's no attention. Exactly. And that's what this is about, too. Like, people get caught up in the fact that this is, like, for everybody. Like, if it could happen to Karen Reed, it could happen to anybody. That's the point of this. Yep. You think that caller, no caller ID might have been Wendy or uh, or Jennifer? <laughs> I just thought of that. It could be because maybe they're afraid I'm going to, like, dox their phone number or something. I would never do that. Like, they should just use their phone number if that's them because... I'm not taking calls from locked numbers tonight. What? Here's another Jennifer post. She says, uh, John's phone seems to start moving before the police arrive after 6 a.m. Then it moves more while he's likely in the ambulance or at the hospital. Then the lead investigator ends up with it somehow at one of the crime scenes. Who had John's phone beginning at 6 a.m.? You asked that question to Jennifer. We had talked about that. She, did, she didn't respond, did she? No, not at all. So let me let me bring up uh, if I were a conspiracy theorist. Okay, let's if I were. Um, there's no way that they let's let's assume that what some people are suggesting the body was moved out at maybe four. Uh, if they brought the phone with him, they, it, that would show up on the phone. When you shut off your phone, it keeps track of you of movement, even, even when it shut off. Um, so they couldn't move the phone out. So what happened here? Somebody had to be the courier of the phone for it to be shown to be found near him. Right. I mean, and so the phone starts moving. I, I think the exact time it moves is the exact time the police officer checks in at the scene. I, I could be wrong. I could, you know, I, I have not paid that close of uh, attention to, the, to those details. There is another podcast. I think it's called truth and transparency where they go very in a very detailed way, um, you know, to, through the phone. And I, but I, they say that she's bringing it into the house. I don't think so. I think they, I think somebody had to bring it out. Yeah. You know, and makes sense. And and you know, if if there's video missing uh, from John's John's ring camera or or Nest camera at home, uh, done by somebody else. So if the phone starts moving, who has it? And this is what bothers me. We've got a chain of custody issue here. Who has the phone? I don't think it, any report says who has the phone. The, the, I think the first time we hear about the phone is that Proctor showed up at the scene to pick it up. And that scene was, was the Canton Police Department under their most recent version 
so how did it get there? Who had it? No way. I don't. Yeah, she doesn't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. DA doesn't know. We. I mean, obviously, we think we know. I think we all know, but they don't want to admit it. Turtle Boy Live, uh, award-winning journalist, has a question for you. He says, has Brian ever had to deal with a judge that apathetic about the case in front of her? Who has this little control of her courtroom? Okay, so two questions there. The first one, yes. Sometimes judges don't read anything, and they sit there like bumps on a log. Doesn't happen that often. But if they're really busy, you, you go in there for oral arguments, and they're not prepared. And um, that's why when you're doing oral arguments, you got to be able to adjust. you got to figure out, is this judge getting this? Um, you know, I, I've had oral arguments where I, the central point that I made in my brief, uh, I, I just brought it up toward the end of my argument, and then I realized the judge went, what? So it happens. Judges are people. Sometimes they don't prepare. Uh, as far as the courtroom goes, I mean, with people laughing, <laughs> that's, I, I couldn't believe that. I, the, you know, judges don't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is wild. So she, she this tend to, this does tend to happen. I had a case in Suffolk Civil that was very complicated, and the judge, who was also the the attorney in charge of that area, uh, she was the scheduling judge. She. Uh, this judge did the same thing on one of my cases. It was very complicated. Uh, and it's it's something that, so that you don't have somebody who knows nothing about the case coming in. Uh, that, that, to me, that didn't bother me so much. All right. Again, no answer to this one. <laughs> Mike, I don't hear you. Are you talking? I s oh, thank you. I was on mute. <laughs> uh, I got to compliment you, too, because your Twitter at a state plan. I mean, that's a great Twitter handle. How did you get that, number one? Well, I was early on Twitter. Smart guy. I mean, that's like a common phrase. I need an estate plan. So at estate plan, make sure you follow him, Brian, because he's got so many good tweets that go after these folks and uh, just you pick them apart. Like I've just selected some of them. You have a lot of good tweets against the jokers on here. Here's but mainly I'm trying here. to ask questions. You know, I don't know. I don't have all the answers here. I've read some of the a lot of the things that have been filed in court. I know there's more coming, but a lot of this doesn't make sense based on what we already know. That's what I appreciate too. You, you're fact based. Obviously, attorneys are. You're what Wendy should be. Like that's what kills me. Wendy's an attorney. You think she would be fact based? You're fact based. It's good to have someone like you out there questioning things, looking at actual, you know, what's been documented here. And this is a great. I want to go back to this because this is why you can't. You know, we have you on the show tonight. This is why you got involved. I think really, and why people started, you know, watching you, is that you 
file this ethics complaint against D.A. Morrissey after he did that ridiculous video. And you asked Jennifer about it. You said, what do you think of the D.A.'s video that he released online on August 25th? He summarily uh, dismissed any point that has been made by the defense. In your many years of experience with the FBI, have you ever seen any prosecutor arguably tainting the jury pool like that? And she didn't respond, and right? Did she respond? I, I think she did respond, but it, you know, it was fablum. You know, I, don't, I don't think it was really a much of a response. And have and, you ever seen it? Like, have you ever seen that at all? I have never, I have never seen anything like this. You know, I, but I, I'm not in that area, but I would notice this. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I've, been, I've been reading and, newspapers and follow the news at, at locally for decades. And I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Like I don't go to court, but just in cases, the headlines, you know, I've never seen this happen before. And, and I'll give you a little background on this, uh, on the complaint and on my blog post and on that article in mass lawyers weekly. Um, I had dealt with that writer, uh, the journalist before on, on other cases. So as soon as I heard this video, I called him and I, and I said, I'm thinking of filing a complaint and I, I have a blog post ready to go. And he said, don't, don't do it. Let me go do some digging. And he went digging. He could, you know, and when I didn't hear back from him for about 10 or 12 days, I just filed it and I posted my, uh, I, I sent out a blog post and, and then uh, an hour later, after I'd done all that, he, he called me out of the blue saying he was doing an article on Monday. But he really couldn't find anybody to support Morrissey. I mean, I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth. But, you know, there are all kinds of organizations that I'm sure the att district attorneys are, are members of. And you didn't hear a lot of people standing up for what he did. Would you be worried as a, an attorney that there'd be any payback? Like if you have a, have a case in front of him? That's why I did it because I'm in Plymouth County. I, I go to Norfolk County on some cases, but not that often. I'm not in the criminal, the criminal defense area. I, it doesn't, it doesn't affect my clients. So, and, and I, I had a feeling that anybody who did a lot of work in Norfolk or any criminal defense lawyer would have a real problem with repercussions. So I figured, you know, I've got a squeaky clean record. Uh, you know, what's, what's he going to do to me? And then, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. Um, I got a call last week that they were not going to go forward with, with the ethical complaint unless I provided them with some, with it, the physical video so or a CD or everywhere on, on YouTube under like CBS channel four, like channel seven, everybody yeah. on TV. Yeah. They couldn't I had to send it. it. I had to send that to the border bar overseers because it would be unfair for them to send out the complaint for his response without including the video. It's his. Why can't they post a link to it? And they were not, they would not accept a link from me. They, they wanted the physical video. So we had to get it down and put it on a, uh, on a thumb drive and send it in, you know, and, and, and I chewed them out for that because if he had taken it down, let's say he put it out there and then took it down. Yeah, Tina, it's his video. 
we we shouldn't need to we shouldn't need to send him His what video. he did wrong. He knows exactly. he, but um, it's I lost my train of thought. If we, yeah, are you kidding me? It's his video. Yes, that's exactly how I reacted. Um, so I, so I sent it in, and I said, if I was unable to obtain it because he'd taken it down, does that mean an ethical complaint didn't occur? It's like a tree fall, falling in the forest, you know. Okay. How does that make any sense? So, but I put it in, and I, and I, and I dug a little deeper. And I want to say to the people of in the Canton area, um, his defense is going to be, I was preventing witness intimidation, because that's what the article, that's what his, his spokesperson talked about. <laughs> Who's that? When she was... They're asking so, you if you're going to represent uh, Kara Reed when she's in probate court. No, I'm not going to represent her. <laughs> it's like I'm not getting. I'm just commenting on this case. Exactly. So, you're a state uh, lawyer too. You don't, you don't do probate lawsuits or civil suits, right? Uh, well, I, I'm involved in in probate litigation. Okay. But the, what I was saying to people at Canton is, they're trying. He's trying to stifle their dissent right now. You know, I mean, Aiden has reported that they're um, can't protest on the sidewalk. They can't protest on an overpass. He's he's moving them out. Well, does isn't that more of the same? He was trying to shut everybody up. Yeah. And yeah. and he's and that's so that's further evidence against him. If people can just, you know. Uh, email me information about about it. I'll send it off to the BBO as part of the complaint. He also apparently was talking to somebody. Uh, he apparently talked about this case openly at a Quincy High School reunion. You know, if if they can, uh, you know, if somebody could come forward who heard what he said, that would be good to add to the complaint because he's just being stubborn. And his job is to investigate, not just to stick to the original thought. Absolutely. I was getting distracted while I was talking there about with some of these chats. Did I miss anything? Comments? I know, right? Yeah. There's a lot of comments that come in. Uh, we just post them. We don't have to comment on everyone. Um, let's let's look at this too, because there's uh, she's talked Jennifer Coffindaver. What did I call her? I like calling her Coffin Daffy because I just think she's she took a picture recently, like oh no, she did an uh, interview and it was like a brick wall behind her, and it reminded me like all the bad band pictures, like because I'm from the rock scene. Like, <laughs> man, she she is not good at this. Like, that's not like people make fun of my background. I, at least it's not a brick wall. At least it's not a brick wall. So uh coffin daffy, she says, uh uh, about the accident she says he fell back and hit his head to cause the gash and cranial bleed resulting in raccoon eyes and you posted back is the current line of argument that the car hit john in the head first breaking the taillight then he was spun around losing a shoe in his hat through the force of the impact then hit the back of his head on the street ground or curb I think that's what they're arguing. I, this is this was actually a, a legitimate question. I I don't know what their argument is. It 
you know, I wonder if there's going to be laughter in the courtroom during the trial. I mean, wouldn't that be something? Just not removing uh, people from the court. I mean, I mean it's just. <laughs> I I've, I was the foreman of a jury once uh, and in a criminal trial. And as soon as we got in the room, everybody was ready. They had an opinion and they were ready to go. And I don't know if this jury is going to be ready to go to, to vote not guilty. But, you know, there, there's a, there are so many things here that don't make sense. Um, I don't know how they're going to recreate that. In a way, you know, I think we saw Aiden's video uh, a couple of days ago. And it, it, how are they going to explain that to the jury? Are they going to go to the scene and, and run it? Yeah. I, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm glad I'm not in that field because this would drive me crazy if I were one of the defense lawyers. We get more comments. A lot of comments about. Uh, I guess this is new news. We I don't know because you know I'm trying to set up for the show the hour before the show. I guess something came out about Jen McCabe being at the Proctor's residence today, and they're asking us to comment on it. I don't know not enough about it to comment, but I guess I'm not surprised if that's true. And uh, it would be really interesting to find out the details. So I'm I'm looking forward to after the show and, and finding out what's actually going on there. Do you have any comment, attorney? I nope. Yeah. I mean, the, maybe he's re-interviewing her. Could be. <laughs> maybe they're dating. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on a double date with uh, Jill and Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> they like to, I mean, I heard they like to get around. So Turtle Boy Live says, uh, not many details, to be honest. Her car was parked there. We got pictures, then she left. So I guess that's the details. Uh, let's look. Cause we're, 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 yeah, we got some more stuff to look at, too. Actually, we're going to get to Steph Jacobs in a little bit. <laughs> we got some good stuff to, coming up tonight, too, for you. Um I did want to ask like a couple more things too. Like we, we talked oh about the jury pool. What do you think this jury pool is going to be like in Norfolk County for this? <laughs> it's going to be the OJ jury. You know, I mean, I think anyone with any sense is going to know this is going to be a long trial and they're going to be looking for reasons to get out. You know, I mean, anybody, I mean, I think they're, Anybody who's commented about this publicly, they're going to ask questions. I just, uh, it's going to be the low information voter who's on this jury. And how do you think that will affect this, the outcome of the, of the trial, since it's going to be kind of uh, expert against expert and. They're not going to understand this. I mean, I, how you, I, I look at what, what the, the prosecution expert on the phone wrote, and I don't understand it. I mean, it does say at the end, uh, the reason for the timestamp at 237 is uncertain, but that, that's all I can glom onto. And it's going to be expert against expert. Um, 
just nobody's I just don't see this being a trial that's going to be going to have a great jury. And do you think that means that it will favor the defense or the prosecution? Or I, that I don't know. I don't just don't practice in that area. I, I yeah. just but I think it, in order to to have something beyond the reasonable doubt, I mean, most of my cases, I win 51 49. You know, it's preponderance standard. This is beyond the reasonable doubt. So what's that like? 90-10? You gotta be pretty pretty sure of something to convict. I mean, if they don't understand it, are they gonna convict? All you need is one. Yeah, exactly. And and who's gonna be on this jury? Odds are this this might offend somebody, but odds are there's gonna be one person who thinks the last election was stolen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, statistically, right. you probably have two of them. You know, so how do you keep them? I mean, if they believe that, then, you know, I just I just don't see this being a great jury. Well, it sounds like that could benefit Karen then. I mean, I feel like if you don't trust the system that you think the, the election was stolen, that you might think, you know. Gonna be interesting. What do you is there anything else that you would kind of want to talk about tonight that we didn't mention tonight about this case or any or anything in general? Like I don't know. Yeah. I think we we touched on touched on a lot. We did. Uh what about the cuts around the nose and the right eye? Not explained. I mean, how much could that glass, how much damage could that glass have done? Are they going to blame the glass on the arm? Or it's the car did the arm, the little slices on his, on his face are from the glass. I mean, I mean, how much damage can one glass do? Right. Um, another thing, oh, oh, geez, this is the one that really bugged me initially. How did they miss a shoe? Good question. They they worked with a with a leaf blower for two hours. The snow was not that heavy at the beginning of the day when they were doing it. They spent two hours. They didn't find a shoe. Then so the lead investigator yeah. doesn't do anything until nightfall, and then they find the shoe. Where was the shoe? You know where was the hat? Yeah, you brought up a good point about hats and shoes because, I, like I said, I'm a, I walk dogs every day, so I'm walking into dogs like like today, eleven houses I go into to pick up dogs, and I'd say three of you know four of them, they have a toy, and sometimes it's a shoe or a hat or a t-shirt, like dogs go after those things, especially uh, socks, shoes, hats, like they. That's what dogs go after. A lot of dogs, some dogs, like not every dog, but some dogs that's like, this is one dog every day. I see that. That's what she has. She has something like that or a sandal. She's always got something in that mouth when I show up at the house that she's not supposed to. So you brought that up and I think that makes sense. Doesn't it? Well, I mean, if he's in a fight, the shoe comes off during the fight, the dog grabs it. The dog grabs the hat. Why weren't these things found? In the morning, I, and I, I that one I don't understand. I know Aiden has brought that up, you know, a lot too. 
how do you not find something that big? You yeah. can you can argue that the red tail light sunk to the bottom because of of its heaviness, but the shoe has to has to stand out if you're really looking in that area. I it, that doesn't make any sense that they couldn't find it. And why didn't they look for it? Exactly. I mean, is this? You I mean did they? somehow think that this guy was hopping around on one shoe. Yeah. Uh, it just, does not make sense. I think that's that. I think we've covered a lot of the things that I've, my questions. Absolutely. And um, a couple of comments were like, open the phone lines, take calls. I think I, I want to take calls. We're definitely going to take calls tonight. Do you, would you like to take some calls attorney? Or do you have more time? Brian? Yeah, sure. Brian, I'm only Brian. You, you don't like attorney. You like Brian. Ah, Brian. Good. I'll call you Brian. I like, that's easier for me, too. So the telephone number, 978-560-3155. We got it hooked up. If people want to call in, this is your opportunity. You got a question, comment on anything that's going on on Karen Reed. 978-560-3155. We're also raising money tonight. It's uh, Venmo. Mike Crawford won. Uh, no, Venmo, excuse me, it's Mike Crawford TYJ. Cash app is Mike Crawford one. So you could send money. 50% is going to Karen Reed tonight. I'm going to look at the donations, but I would love a call. I think we got one right now. No one else call right now. We got one call. Uh, hold on. Let's just make sure we got it on. All right, we got a call. Who is on the call? Are you there? Can you hear us? This is Yes, this is Eric. Eric, what's up? What do you got for us tonight? So much. Don't you think if, if they say she was going 24 miles an hour, airbags would have went off if she hit a guy the size of John? Um, I can tell you that somebody tried to take a right turn through me into a parking uh, lot uh, earlier this year. And my airbag didn't go off, and the police officer said it's because I wasn't going 30. But if I drove away, okay. and and but if I drove away, uh, and went over 30 and hit a bump, it might go off. So that is a good Got point. You. And if if it's quite a that, that that isn't something that no one else has thought about, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That generally, can you from the impact of hitting someone yeah. the size of John? Yeah, and I would I would even like to add on to that because I would also question like how many fatalities are there in cars where the airbags don't go off? Like how I don't think that's like happens a lot. You know what I mean? I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I just I just feel like if with the damage to his body, he had to be hit hard. And there's no damage to the car, no airbags went off. So that tells me, you know, obviously he wasn't hit. To look the way he does. Well, uh, I think it was Wendy, Wendy, who posted that uh, there the the medical report shows he was bleeding in his stomach. So maybe 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 that's where he was hit. I, that seems like the the argument. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's all factual yeah. evidence that comes out at trial. But I I would think that we'd know more about that. Uh, through the charging document. Thank you for okay. calling tonight. And the, no problem. Also, the um, the vomit that was down in his pants. So he had to be upright at one point. 
after some sort of, you know, he got hit or beat up. And if he threw up after the fact, he had vomit going down his pants. That's correct, right? I'm not sure. I know he had vomit in his pants. I'm not sure where. I, I think it did go down. I think that's what I read. Is that okay. correct, Brian? I, yeah, I think I read that. But, you know, those are all factual things that will come out. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, as this Brian mm -hmm. Fitzgerald is writing, no broken bones. Um, yeah. What about, uh, I, you know, I what about uh, frostbite? I, I don't know how that if works. He was out there long enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he was out there till later, and that's why he wasn't seen by Lucky prior to that. I think uh, you know Turtle Boy's got this one in the bag. It's just what happens to who and who they have covering them. So they, if they get in trouble or not, gonna be interesting. Thank you so much for calling. Not a problem. And make sure people who were. Uh watch it tonight make sure you subscribe if you haven't and make sure you hit that like button hit that like button like us like like the show tonight spread it around we're taking more calls let's take another call here hey who's on the line hi you're on the show hi i was just wanting to ask a quick question yes what's ask your name the judges, it's the, heidi heidi go ahead heidi um, if the judges are supposed to be in rotation with these cases, why not they complain that Judge Canoon is keeps inserting himself into this case? The judge in charge of the of the county can do that. And I said before, I had a case where a judge in Suffolk Civil did the same thing. It, you know, if it's a complicated case, sometimes the judge finds it interesting and wants to hang on to it. Okay, thank you for answering my question. Thank you for calling, Heidi. Bye. Bye now. All right, we're taking calls tonight, 978-560-3155. We're also raising money uh, for the Karen Reed Defense Fund. Please, you know, send some money. Mike Crawford won on Cash App. <laughs> Oh, I just hung up on that person. Call in again. I'm sorry. I got sticky fingers. Again, 978-560-3155. I'm going to try calling them back. Let's, let's, let's not be rude. How good I am. Hello? Hey, you're on the show, Young Jerks. Oh, hi. Um, so my name's Megan. I was a little late to the show, but I wanted to know... What is, is there like a uh, grounds for an ethical complaint against Adam Wally quite yet? Because I know there's a yet in there. Like, has he done anything yet? Uh, I really was hoping I didn't get this question. Um, the whole thing about the hair and just and telling the court. It has been determined to be a human hair after having a report that it had not been determined to be a hair. Maybe. But, you know, ethical complaints, okay. you know, the way an ethical complaint works is you file it and then somebody reviews it and to determine, is this worth going forward? And I think, you know, 
mistakes made at trial. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think that would go. I don't think that would go far. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Good question. Thanks. Have a good night. You too. All right. We're the young jerks and uh, we're taking calls right now. Nine, seven, eight. Oh, actually, let's just take this call. It's hard to take calls when like five calls are coming in at once and I'm trying to get it on the uh, system. It's so funny, but we're good. Who's on the phone right now? Hey, it's Michael Dottoli. Is this Mike? How are you? Yes. Hey, Michael. How you doing? I'm great. And Brian, I appreciate your, uh, your calling out what it is. Um, so I'm working on, you know, we, we were looking at recalling the district attorney and it turns out you can't recall a district attorney in that season. So we're actually looking at adding that as a constitutional amendment. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Um, but Brian, I think what, you know, I'm hearing you, you say a lot, but what I'm not hearing you say is what it really is, which to me is public corruption. I mean, would you agree? I know it's hard for you to say that, but would you agree if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't look right, if it doesn't sound right, wouldn't you think that this is all, they're just concealing their actions? Well, that could be why the FBI is supposedly looking into it. You know, and you yeah, hope the FBI yeah. is above it, you know. And I and I would I would think so. I would. I just think at this point, you know, they're they've stepped in it. They've, you know, it's they're in too deep. And at this point, it's just anything they can do to cover their ass, which they're not doing very well. But I think at the end of the day, we know it seems to me like this was a political favor that uh, unfortunately everyone caught wind of. You know, well, a constitutional amendment would be a good idea. It's just too late to get it on. The, it's got to be too late to get it onto the ballot. Um, yeah, we're, we're looking for 2026. So we're, we're getting wow. signatures. Um, it's, it's grueling, but I think it would be good for Massachusetts overall. There's 19 states that have recall, and Massachusetts needs it for this very reason. If you look at most cases where it's used, it's typically against the district attorney. But I appreciate what you're doing, and um, I wanted to thank you for, for calling them out. Thank you, Michael. Tell well, us how people can help you, too, on that, because I know you're working on that right now. Yeah, people want to help on the recall I campaign. That. Yeah, so we are gathering signatures all over Massachusetts, so we do need volunteers to help, whether it's just for a few hours on a Saturday or if you could do more. Um, there is a Facebook group called Massachusetts Recall. There's a Twitter page as well. Um, we'd be happy to have you join us in any way you can. Um, there's an email, massachusettsrecall at gmail.com. Um, so please reach out in any way you can help. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You know, can I hold on before you did it go? I just want to add something. Um, Mike Morrissey has been a politician practically his whole adult life. The, yeah. His peers are the other politicians in Norfolk County. People should be calling their state mm -hmm. reps and state senators if they have problems. You don't necessarily have to recall them to put heat on them. Exactly. You should be asking well, them to ask point. him to resign. I mean, you can ask any politician to take a stand and say, Michael Morrissey, you need to resign or apologize or, you know, especially the selectmen too, like uh, the Canton one. There are I've things known as special so laws. Go ahead, Michael. I've just never seen someone so blatantly caught 
who continues to be so raising and, you know, uh, in the face of it all. And it seems like Michael Morrissey just does not care. I know this is probably his last term. I don't see him running for re-election. Um, so I just think this is kind of him saying, hey, you know, try it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, people are stuck with him. But um, in, in the future, we would like to have this mechanism in place so that, you know, we could remove a district attorney if it got to this point. Well, if there's enough public pressure put on him, then maybe maybe he resigns. If the state if the state I, legislature uh, files a special bill, you could you could potentially go to your um, state rep, state senator, and see if you could file a bill uh, about this. Uh, you know, I'm I hoping, mean, I'm hoping. I don't even live in the county. Uh, this is an this isn't even my uh, neck of the woods, but just, you know, seeing what's happening and it, it looks like it's happened before with Norfolk County. Um, it just seems to me like this is a guy who doesn't seem to care. He feels like he's above the law and he's very well protected. It, it looks like. Thank you so much, Michael. Well, uh, I'll just add, let me can. just add to that, that, you know, sometimes we blame people and claim that they're corrupt and they're lying when they're just not good at their jobs. That's I mean, it, it, it just it could be that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if people there's something known as the Peter principle where people rise to their level of incompetence. And maybe there's some of that going on here. Yeah, yeah there could be. And then they they don't want to admit it. I mean, that happens a lot, too, where people don't want to admit fault. We're going to talk about some of that tonight, too, on uh, some of the trolls that never want to admit that they're wrong, which is a a big weakness because we're all wrong sometimes. I've been wrong before. Sure, you've been wrong before, Brian. If you're, Do you have a significant other? Does she or he tell you that you're wrong? Oh, she will tell you I'm always wrong. Me, too. I get it every day. <laughs> That's why it's so great. <laughs> it's like they keep us grounded. I love all right, so who's on the phone? We have another phone call. Hey, Michael, thanks for taking my call. Colin, thank you for being on tonight. Michael, if you have a second, would you look up? I'm going to give you something to look up. It says, police have no duty to protect you. Court affirms yet again. And it is shocking. And I don't think any taxpayer knows. If you scroll down just a little bit, where it goes to the, uh, I, I, I the, cannot uh, look up something when I have open phone lines right now. I'm, I'm just trying to keep, I, I can't right. do it right no. now, but maybe I'll look later. What, what's it about? Give us a quick, like, I'm going to tell you, seconds. I'm going to tell you what, it, I'm going to tell you what it is. I'll say it again. So your, your, uh, your audience can look it up. Police have no duty to protect you. Court affirms again. Police in the United States of America have no duty to protect you. Even if you are in imminent harm, the Supreme Court has ruled. The only time police in the United States have a duty to protect you is if you are in custody. And when I, when you read the article, it is shocking. And this was a Supreme Court ruling, and that's gone under the radar for many, many years. Brian, under, they do not that? have to... Nope. That's all right. Next caller. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, please keep listening. Uh, yeah, look look that up, and you might talk about we'll it on your up. next. Thank um... you. <clears throat> Jeez, we're 
I can't keep up with these phone calls. <laughs> He's asking me to look up shit. Can you see the the calls beeping? I gotta like it's so funny. The system, you you know, I love Roadcaster, but they they could update it a little bit because it does get annoying for a show like ours that has so many calls coming through tonight. Who's on the telephone right now? Who who's calling in? This is this is Mike and Quincy. Mike, what's up? What do you got for us? Uh, I have a little information. Um, I tried to pass it on a turtle boy. It didn't get through. Um, I definitely don't want to not be an anonymous. And you guys can check it out if you want. Um, that Brian Albert was Tom Menino's uh, mole for all of his secret affairs and everything that he did in the city of Boston. Menino was in Reedville. That's where he lived. And Canton is literally five minutes from Reedville. What does that have to do with anything, though? Menino's gone. Well, I mean, that might all be true. I mean, it, it, you know, I don't know. Yep. And, but, but, but the point of it is, is that's why he was able to be the point man on the Craigslist killer the point man on Albert DeSalvo and why he has so much power over other people. It isn't that he's stronger, tougher, anything like that. It's that he has the inside information over the last 25 years. All right. Well, thank you. has gone. I thank you for calling. Nino's gone, thank- but he still has that. Thank you for calling, sir. Will you have any comment on that, Brian? No, thanks. Yeah, me neither. A turtle boy had a comment. He says, I get hundreds of messages like this is Dave from Idiots who want to seem important and relevant. There's a reason you were ignoring <laughs> The reason why I hung up quickly on him, I was pretty, I, we, we gave it like 15 seconds, 20, I don't know, maybe too long. But I mean, it's like, what's the relevance now? I don't know. I'm just, who's on the phone now? Ray Moose. I'm back. Hey, man, how you doing? Your repeat caller. Hey, I'm yeah, first time. Um, loving the show tonight, I gotta say. And uh, just one point, I was thinking about it. Uh, I heard Tur- Turtle Boy say once that they're gonna do the trial and she's gonna be not guilty. And then, <clears throat> you know, oh, we tried, we tried, whatever. But I was thinking if they can actually let that happen. Because if she was not guilty, well, you got a dead cop. So some somebody did it. So would they get to the, a jury pool and try to just get a hung jury with one? And then they can just retry her again? Or would they ha- restart a new investigation with like somebody not proctor? And be like, oh, we got this other theory, but they can't allow that to happen. What do you think, Brian? I, I don't... <sighs> I, I just don't see them. If why wouldn't they be investigating now? If they're opposing the phones, they oppose the dog information. Then they're stubbornly clinging to this. I just don't see that happening. No. Yeah. There's no well. There's no reason why that that portion be. It's still not been looked at at all. But how hard would it be to get to, to get to a jury? I mean, everyone's corrupt in the town, so they're obviously gonna they're gonna try. I mean, would, would it be that hard just to get well, one? Well, 
I mean, maybe this gets moved to another county. Thank you. Who would be in charge of that? Uh, Auntie Bev? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. All right. Thank you, Vamoose. Mike, Mike, before you answer a phone, the yeah. next phone call, can yeah. I put out a poll to the audience? I want to ask yeah. the audience a, a, a question. And the, the, I want wrong answers only. All right. The prosecution now says John was dead at 1225. Jen says she saw the car drive away at 1245. Wrong answers only. What was Karen doing during those 20 minutes? Exactly. Yes, 20 me. minutes. Well, no, we know better. It wasn't 20 minutes because I think we know that she went by the Canton Library at a certain time. And that's why we don't have footage. But if assuming it's 20 minutes, what was she doing? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what would she maybe, you know, if it was me, I might be smoking some weed somewhere. I don't know. But that'd be it. I mean, I don't know. Like, what was she doing? Maybe, I mean, it's crazy. Who's on the phone? We got another call. You you heard uh, what the attorney said, Brian. What, what, you got a comment on it? This is John. Get, who, John, you got a comment on what the attorney John, said? Yeah. No, I just wanted to know if you get sick of Turtle Boy every so often. Ed, you want to run your own show once in a while? Oh, so you're commenting on my show? You're you're a critic. I like your show. Okay. The turtle boy has to interject in everything. He gets a little old, uh, and I'm sure you agree. Henry can admit it. I don't but, know. Um, actually, I, I love turtle boy. I I kind of I'm the opposite. I, I kind of get excited. Say, I love turtle is your boy. name Mike Janetti? Are you? Is this Janetti? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I already called you out. This is Janetti. Dude, come on. You're trying to start shipping between me and Turtle Boy. Come on, Janetti. Come I'm on. Not, I got your number like, now. On. I'm going to ask Turtle Boy if it's you. Last time, if, last time you saw him, you know, can I get your number? Yeah, I'm going to send it to Turtle Boy and ask him if it, this is Janetti. That's okay. I like that. He can have it. I don't care. <laughs> oh, this is classic. <laughs> I like your show. Like Thank you. I'm glad you're listening, Janetti. Uh, bye bye. Bye now. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. <laughs> we get them all calling in tonight. Some some people are getting tired of the callers. They're like, we can't deal with these callers anymore. But I'm having fun. Are you having fun? Sure. Yeah. Who's on the Who's on the line now? Hi, I've got a, a, a question for Brian. Um, about just the, the pro, I have just a question about the process of filing an FL complaint. He said that somebody has to review it. What are the next steps after that if um, it is found that, that it has a base? And so, first of all, they screen these things. You call in first, they don't want people just sending them in. There's a screening process, it, it's a consumer protection area, and then it goes up. And then it goes, and then someone decides if it's going to go forward and assigns it. If it doesn't get assigned, you get a letter saying that it, we decided not to go forward with it. But if you want it reviewed by someone else, you can. And then you write back. And, and I'm definitely, if I get that letter, going to write back uh, and get it up so to the next level. 
So who you say gets assigned? Gets assigned to who? So they, they were lawyers at the board of bar overseers. They 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 investigate. They will send out. Uh, ironically, they'll send out a letter that says, "Send us everything you have," which which should include the video that they made me send them. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. That was a good well, question. That up. And then, then, yeah, how long of a process would, uh, they're all probably different, I assume. This can take a couple of years. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. Most cases, lots of cases can take a couple of years in all areas. So they will send them, they that. would give them a deadline of, of maybe 30, 60 days to send something in and give him give it his response. Um, in this case, where it's not a factual matter on a case I was involved in, maybe I won't get to comment. Um, but if I can send in some factual information from Canton residents about part two, the video was part one of suppressing dissent. Uh, this part two of what he's doing is stopping the protests. Well, I can toss that in there too. Now we have a factual issue. And or Thank if you. somebody Thank else you. files an ethical complaint against him for this for this, maybe they'll consolidate the, the two things. Okay. Excellent. Thank well, you. Well, it is Michael. Thank you. Thank, what was your thank name? you, Brian. Your I appreciate name? it. My name's Johnny. Johnny, you call him from New Ham and uh, 603 New Hampshire number. I appreciate you yeah. calling. That was a good question. Like, I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was great. We're taking a lot of calls tonight. Uh, we, I don't know. We could probably take a few more, but I want to check out the uh, fundraising, too. We're doing a bunch of fundraising tonight. I want people to make sure that they know that, uh, that we're raising money right now for the free Karen Reed Defense Fund. And you can contribute right now on the Cash App or Venmo. Let's take this call. Wait, we will take another call. Who's on the phone right now? Hello? Hi, 978 you're calling from. Who, who's on the line? What's your name? Hey, what's up there, Mike Crawford? I'm Mike. How you doing, buddy? Good. Is this is this the same guy who called earlier or not? Uh, no, I've been calling, but you haven't picked up. I've oh. just been watching you since uh, you've been hanging out with Turtle Boy. Cool. And, and someone said earlier that... Uh, that wasn't maybe Janetti. I know that uh, Turtle Boy even said was listening and said that guy sounded too sober to be Janetti <laughs> earlier. But uh, you sound like similar to him. But I don't think you're the same phone number. So what's what's going on? What do you have for us? You said your name is Mike. Uh, Janetti's, Gen I, I believe, from the Mattapan area. I'm definitely not from Mattapan. All right. But, um, first of all, thank you for comparing me to Janetti. I wanted to give you. Some props because you're doing a great show, Mike. I like all the work that you're doing. I like that I see what you're doing for Karen. Uh, big Brian Berea up there, not Berea Tacos, but Berea, how I'm pronouncing it. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. And uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to call in and say because I've been following this since the 2.27 a.m. Google search came up back in April, May, whatever it was. Yeah. Hello, you there? Yep, we're here. We agree with you. We thank you for calling. I mean, that's uh I agree with you 100%. I 
mean, that's kind of when I started following too. Wait, so um, it's funny because everybody's always like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Um, we're in Massachusetts. Nothing is going to, we're going to play this out. It's going to go to trial, at least in my point of view. They would want it to just lose in trial because then they can say, hey, we did what we could do. This is what we think. And then we're in the civil courts and see how that plays out. I think that's probably what's going to happen. What do you think, uh, Brian? There, there could be a civil case either going in either direction. There could be countersuing. And then and then we're at the 5149 kind of case. One side versus the other. Which side do you believe a little more? That would be wild. And also at the same time, people forget about things after things get dragged out. This not this case. We'll forget this one. This is yeah. yeah. I know people have short attention spans, but I, I, I don't think people are forgetting this. I I could tell by the numbers. Like I cover stories and, and there is a cycle sometimes where you lose interest after a while that's not happening on this case. So I don't see that happening. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you say that because I don't think that's gonna happen either. But this is I mean, look at this. We've got free Karen Reed outside Gillette Stadium. Where a bunch of bunch of workers go to work every every week. That billboard right there gets the message out. Absolutely, a lot of people seeing it all across. Anyway, the state. Mike, thank you for taking the call. Uh, I'm not Giannetti. I wanted to say you guys are doing a great show. Brian, you're doing great work. I'm gonna let you get on to your next caller. I enjoyed the show. Thank you so much, Mike. We've had a lot of mic callers tonight. A lot of mics. I want you know what? I want to turn off the phone right now. Everyone's been calling us all night. Uh, we may take a few more calls, but I, I want to just look at the cash apps and just see and give Brian a break because we've been going 90 minutes, 93 minutes now. I mean, do, do you usually work this late, Mike? Uh, Brian? I'm calling you Mike now because everyone's Mike. I used Mike. to. Brian, do you I, work I used late? to. Yeah, yeah, there were times when I worked this late. Yeah. This is fun, though. Do you want to make take more phone calls too? It's fine with me. And if if uh, if Turtle Boy wants to pop in, that would yeah, be fine too. I, I would love him to call in. I could actually send him the Twitter link too, like the link on Twitter, if I can get my shit together uh if he wants to i mean he's got family i'm not and other people like like that guy called and was like do you do you get upset he's in the no i love that he's watching i watch his shit all the time i'm, I'm usually the guy in the comments with turtle boy brian do you watch most of his shows like i do now yeah <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's it's must see tv right and it's even more must see TV now that can't shut down, you know, their comment period. That's going to be crazy I mean, tomorrow. They're not letting any public comment go on. That is an NBC sitcom coming. Canton yeah. Select Board. Right. I just did send Turtle Boy the link. So if he does want to come in, 
he's he's invited. I'm not sure he's still watching. Actually, he may have. I think he may have got sick of all the phone calls, <laughs> all the people he's trying to uh, not talk to, and now he's got to listen to him on my show. <laughs> <laughs> but Turtle Boy, it's fun to just you know kind of like listen to them for ten seconds and go next, next, <laughs> next. Turtle Boy's just got on. He said uh, Aiden said he's going to jump on. So we're going to look for his call. No more phone calls right now, people. I'm going to turn up. I know Nick's calling Nick. No more calls right now. Please. We'll try to get you on later maybe, but we're, you know, we're not trying to do calls right now. I'm turning the Bluetooth off so it doesn't even beep at me anymore. There we go. You have something, Brian, that you want to share? Yeah, Mike, I just, I just want to say that I, I really appreciate some of the comments that I've gotten on Twitter. Um, like when I explained why you sometimes withdraw a motion from when you're in court and the judge doesn't seem receptive. And then somebody's response is, Brian does real estate closings. <laughs> it's like, that was, that was some guy who's hiding be, uh, behind the name Braden. But I just, if he's listening, I just want to say, I have laughed at that like so much. Uh, aren't they know, funny? Aren't they funny? Yeah. I'm gonna have fun with one of them later tonight. A couple of them, actually. I'm gonna have fun with uh Kate Peter tonight a little bit, I think, and also this other one, uh, Kim, Kim Kimberly, who who makes fun of my teeth, and then I find her pictures of her with bad teeth. Like, like, oh my god, she takes one to no one, I'm not, and she's actually poor. It's like these people are self haters, they really are, they hate themselves. Well, I mean, if you look back, like I said, if you look back at my Twitter account, I, I did not engage in any of this until this case came down. And I think I'll probably go right back to anonymity after this because it's it's a cesspool out there. Yeah, but you've also created, you've, I guarantee, especially after tonight, you're going to hear from a lot of, I know that you already have fans before the show, but after tonight, I guarantee you, you're going to have even more new great friends and fans that that will stick with you it's 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 kind of a great feeling too i think that's going to happen to you tonight well i i my goal was just to ask questions and and hold the da accountable that's about it you know and we're still wait we're waiting for let's see if he if i got him the right link because it has been a couple minutes I'm, i'm sure he's still setting up and getting ready to go I do want to get Aiden on if, with you, you know, with you guys. I think it would be good to. Here he is. Here he is. We got him. Hey. What's up? Hey. How are you guys? Good. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. Enjoying the conversation. Never talked to Aiden directly. How you hey. doing, Brian? Nice to good. meet you. Same here. We've talked directly on Twitter, but never face to face, obviously, like this, but. I want to thank you for being the first attorney to kind of step up to the plate and do something about this because a lot of us, I, I wouldn't have the skill set or the understanding to, to, to do what you did. So I'm happy that an attorney actually did that and spoke out. I, I wish more did that. I wish more attorneys spoke out and said, this is irregular behavior and unbecoming of the district attorney's office. And that, uh, you know, if, if people if people in your profession aren't going to speak out about it, then who will? Yeah, I I was surprised that nobody else had filed this. Um, 
you, you know, think I, it's because people have to practice law in that in that county uh, with that court, you know, with the judge, and they just don't want to be that guy? It's easier to just right. lay low. Right. Lawyers don't like to file complaints against other lawyers. You know, they're worrying about it coming back on you later on and somebody filing against you. Uh, but, you know, think of how powerful this guy is. You know, he's if, if somebody practices in Norfolk County, um, he was a politician, so he knows a lot of people. You could, you, you know, you've you got to worry about what control he has over the system. And, and then if you practice in criminal law, you wonder whether he would turn around and start talking to other DAs about it. You know, so I, that's why I figured, like, I was uniquely situated to be able to do this. There's nothing he can do against me. I, I, as long as I stay out of Norfolk County, you know, so. Uh, but I would imagine, but I, I would imagine, I mean, Norfolk abuts Plymouth County, does it not? I would right. imagine sometimes you've never had to practice law in Norfolk County. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, I do. But, you know, I'm not going to have a couple of drinks and then be driving in Norfolk. <laughs> well, he might, yeah. the district attorney might, but you know, he might order a pizza too and crash in the middle of the day <laughs> and have no explanation for it and think that's normal. You know, who else Ugh. should get a letter is Wendy Murphy with her behavior online, like how she can continue the things that she's, the, the jokes that she's made about prison rape alone are disqualifying. It seems at least they should be. Well, I don't, there I don't are know. there are standards, but it, yeah, that's a tough one. I think they throw that out. Okay. You know, it's public. It's her First Amendment right. It is. Is there not like a? I, I don't know. Is there no? You can be as ratchet you want it as as a lawyer. There is a catch-all rule, uh, but they, you know they're probably getting so many complaints from so many people that uh, that they're tossing a lot of them out. It's like arbitrary, like yeah. Uh like tri triage or whatever they call that in medical. Mm. They hey, can, I ask, right. can I ask a question? Um, what wh I didn't know the answer to this on my show yesterday. I was flummoxed. Uh, why do you think that David Unetti withdrew the bail motion considering that, you know, if the argument is that they didn't want to get, or they didn't think that Canoni was going to allow it. Why not just let her deny it? What's the harm in letting her deny it? Why would they do that for her? You know, it was so clear that she was going to rule against it. Why bother? Why spend the time and money putting together something? They've already done futile? it. Yeah, they put well, they already. They, 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 but they hadn't filed the rest. They hadn't filed anything financial. You know. Okay. And I, mean, I, I really, when I read, when I read it, I thought, and this is a chance to practice the opening statement. <laughs> and okay. we all heard it. And to see I mean, how it we, would sell too, right? To see how it right, would maybe, sell to the audience. Maybe they had people testing it. Maybe they were testing it, you know? Right. Both. I think it's both. So you but think I, that I this just, was just a way to get the information out? Yeah. But right. again, I, mean, I guess at that point, it's like, why not? So the, there was more work that needed to be done and that would have been billable hours or whatever. And it yeah. just wasn't worth it because it was a losing cause. Right. It just seems like somebody with her background, because keep in mind, she was a, a court appointed attorney. So she's wor she's used to working with the downtrodden and having sympathy for defendants who, you know, talk, you know, plea poverty. So wouldn't, you know, isn't this the ideal judge 
to have in a case where you want bail reduced? Yeah, but this judge didn't seem prepared. It didn't seem like she she understood what they were trying to get at. You know, he sounded like he was flailing there, like with with trying to be polite. But I mean, she she was she sounded like a bureaucrat. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, being in the courtroom and seeing her face when David Yanetti talked about Lucky Lawfren for the first time in court, it was like it was all new to her. Like her eyes lit up for the first time, like an eyewitness was there who says there was no body and he's been interviewed by the FBI, a reporter, a private investigator and the state police. And he's told the same story. Like usually she shows no emotion and she seems like she doesn't want to be there. Her eyes lit up like visibly during that. And I'm like, and for the first time I'm like, Oh, she's actually absorbing something that's happening right now. But then she did nothing with it, of course. So ultimately it meant nothing to her at the end of the day. But it was in a filing. It was in an affidavit that was submitted. So she should have read it. Should've. It shouldn't have been a surprise to her. I don't think she does. She seems like the kind of person that just didn't lazy. do her homework when she went home. Right. Like lazy. Like yeah. she collects her $180,000 salary, is looking forward to the pension, the weekends at the Cape. And, you know, when she gets home, puts her feet up, pours herself a big glass of wine and turns on Real Housewives or something. Like she just se- doesn't seem like the type of person who's married to her job, who's actually really interested in the stuff that's being presented in front of her. And is just like, okay, let's just get this over with. Like her whole attitude is offensive. Well, when she, when she heard that, uh, Adam Lally hadn't been answering his emails and that was a, a reason for, for the delays. I mean, I would have thought that she would have reacted to that, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> Like, you know, she's like, you can get away with anything. And I asked this before. It's just like, uh, if you'd ever had a judge like this, like our behavior in court should have got us kicked out. Like I, I don't stand yes. up for judge Canoni. When, when we say saw all rise, I sit because I know nothing's going to happen to me. It's like testing out a teacher to see what you can get away with. And in her courtroom, you can get away with anything. Well, maybe at the trial, it'll be different, but you know, was there somebody standing next to you to prevent you from rushing the, the court? Rushing? <laughs> like, oh, that guy. Oh, no, they were just in the aisles, you know, doing crap. I, I think he was trying crap. to block me from being on TV. I think that's because <laughs> he kept jumping in front of the camera. Like, they didn't want to see my face. You think they're watching there. court TV behind the scenes and seeing it zoom in on you? Like, I wonder. I, I, I'm sure she's very cognizant of when I'm in the courtroom. I walked in for to the Michael Chestnut trial for about 10 minutes. And I walked into that courtroom and she saw me and she made eye contact with me. And it was very obvious that she knew who I was and probably was wondering what I was doing there. And I sat down and the guy I sat down next to, I didn't even realize it at the time, was David Traub, the spokesperson for District Attorney Michael Morrissey, who I'd previously written a story about. And because he got up as soon as I sat down, he just walked away. And I'm like, what's what's his problem? But then I'm like, oh, it's the guy I wrote about. No wonder. That was awkward. But yeah, um, e- even in that courtroom, it just seemed like um, the, the family of Michael Chestnut was very upset at the way she handled that trial. Just the lack of of like human emotion almost out of her with a very sensitive issue um, and indifference. And again, talk about having no control of your courtroom. You know, when a rogue juror just tells you, I'm not going to delivery, I'm like flat out said, I'm not going to delivery. She could have just said, yeah, you are, or you're going to be held in contempt. Instead, she's the substitute teacher who lets you get away with anything. So she's just like, well, 
I don't know what to do. I guess we'll just call it mistrial. Well, it's it's really what I said before. Some people are good at their jobs and some people aren't. I mean, it's I mean, not everybody's perfect and not everybody has a good night's sleep the night before a, a key date. Most of the most of the hearings have been at two. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first nine a.m. hearing, right? That's so true. <laughs> but uh, what about the blocking of the state? And I messaged you about this because I'm a big First Amendment person, and it, and and I've contacted a couple attorneys about this just to ask, like Mark Rendazzo, who's represented me in a lot of First Amendment stuff. Uh, and I, 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 you know, when he when I run something by Mark and it's not an issue, he'll let me know. Like you can't, there's nothing you could do about this. When I, when I ran up the idea by him about blocking the staircases and I said, can they do that? If there's nothing physically wrong with the staircases and we're not like there's physical, we're not blocking entrance to the courthouse. And he said, no, that's a pretty clear first amendment violation. It's just like, it's just a lot of work. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to how many days and hours am I going to spend on some lawsuit, I'm going to drive to Boston. It's just too much work. I just don't want to do it. But it's just like that the audacity of these people to do this in front of us and just they're not even hiding the fact that they're trying to silence legitimate speech that is critical of the state. They even ticketed Karen Reed's driver's cars and the state police attempted to prevent them from getting out of their vehicles <laughs> and they just defied them. They just went in anyway. And you can and, and, and last week they they kicked people off of a sidewalk in Canton because it's on a highway overpass and they're holding political signs. Like people do that all the time, hold political signs over an overpass. There's as far as I know, there's no ordinance against that. They're just not even trying to hide the fact that they're blatantly trying to censor any speech that is critical of them. Well, why doesn't everybody call their state rep and their state senator about this? Well, they what should if, your be state, bothered. Your, if your state rep is Bill Galvin, and Brian Albert has a sign for Bill Galvin in his front yard. What's Bill Galvin going to do? Well, he's got a fear of not being reelected. And that's what <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. In this state. In the, come on. Come on. Well, There's like 5% of politicians actually live in districts that are contested. Right. But, but that's why they do constituent services because they want to, they want to buy votes. I mean, I wouldn't give up on it. So, but so you that, don't even have to. Do them. I, I, I would oh, I would urge everyone to do that. Contact your state representative. Most people probably don't even know who their state rep is, and that's a bigger problem with our society. Um, they've probably, you know, if you ask your average person, you ask a hundred people in this state who's your state rep, what percent of people do you think would know the answer to that question? Five. Yeah. And that's so they, they wouldn't even know where to go or what to do. But again, they work for us. They probably don't get that many emails. They rep, the only re, state reps only represent about 40,000 people, right? The, you know, a city the size of like Lemonster or something. You, if you email them, they will get it and they will personally read it. So you absolutely should. If you live in the, in that area, even if it is Bill Galvin, even if he does have a sign in the front yard, you know, you have first amendment rights and these people cannot do this to you. Well, then you you can all just send a BBO complaint against Mor, uh, Morrissey and and tell them to add it to mine. I mean, How do they it, do that? The, How do they do that? Just go to BBO. Just look up Mass BBO and how to file a complaint. Um, it's all there on the site. And you just you know that I filed the complaint. You ask that that this information be added to my complaint. 
You know, I mean, okay. I mean it's probably not going to go anywhere, but you don't think so? No, but it might. I mean, why do you why do you think it won't go anywhere? Or why do you think there's a good ch- there's a chance it won't? Because they might look at that as something that should be litigated in court. So what's the purpose of BBO complaints then? <laughs> but what it does is it shows is, that his excuse isn't that, the, is, isn't, isn't that the basis of your complaint is that what he's saying should be in court and not on some press release? Right, right. Yeah. So what am I missing? But, here? but he's got a defense. His defense is, I was. Uh, trying to prevent witness intimidation right so this shows that 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 really that's not what he's doing there right he's he's violating something else as i've pointed out before the purpose of witness intimidation is to prevent the witness from testifying we are trying to do the exact opposite we want to hear from you. Please tell us why you Googled how long to die in cold at 2.27 a.m. Please tell us why you didn't come outside of the house, Brian Albert. You know, you saw, I'm doing a, a blog about the latest filing, um, which you and I have talked about from Brian Albert, which he literally says that he's oppressed, that Karen <laughs> Reed is oppressed. I'm like Brian Albert's oppressed. Brian oppressed. Oh yeah. dear Lord. Oh dear Lord. The guy who got every favorable treatment from police and had all of the standard rules and procedures of crime investigation, not apply to the dead body on his yard is being oppressed by Karen Reed. Oh, good Lord. You, I mean, Oh, these people, how can they, you know, and I, and I've, wa- I just finished watching. I finally finished, um, trial four and i didn't realize greg henning played such a big part in episode seven and eight of that series and it i mean it's really interesting because all these players like play out this rachel rollins is the u.s attorney later on in this story in, in the in the karen reed story and greg henning ends up representing brian albert and greg henning appeared to be the the hand-picked choice to kind of be the next suffolk county da uh and he would seem to be the choice of law enforcement, and now yeah. he's representing Brian Albert in the interests of I, I guess, I guess the union. Like yeah. Larry Calderon, the, the Boston Patrolman's uh, union president, he used to go to the hearings. Like if you, there's this crazy guy on YouTube, I forget his name, Yosef something. He he used to go to these court dates. Like last year, he he was he's insane and he's on something. But like he he used oh, he Depina? Depina? no not Tapina. I love Tapina. <laughs> some like guy it? named like. Yosef Crumble or something. Okay. I forget this guy's name. Uh, he, if you, he's got a bunch of videos in which he goes to the Alberts house like over a year ago, and he used to go to all of Karen Reed's hearings. He's just incoherent outside of court, and nobody knows what he's saying. But Larry Calderon goes to her hearings uh, last summer. Like he was, he was with the O'Keefe family. He's the president of the Boston Patrolmen's Union. He doesn't go anymore. And I thought that's interesting that people like him just aren't no Boston cops are there. None. And that's very bizarre. Yeah, he's gotta know. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. Brian, I'm guessing you don't want to comment on that part. Nah. Nah. I want to ask you a question that came in from the crowd, Brian. It says, uh, what does Brian think about Chris sending letters to Canton citizens? Because that happened. He he sent sent them like cease and desist letters and Threatening. Is that witness intimidation? I don't know. His uh, his lawyer did. His nope. lawyer sent yeah. him. 
it's just one more thing to throw out there. It just it just shows something's wrong here. Um, but I, I don't think legally it, it's something that can be used in court. So nothing more, nothing more from here. Awesome. Well, uh, just to, just to clarify, you guys were talking about this earlier, but I just do want to clarify because it happened right before you guys went live. There, we I was sent at about six p.m. today images of Jennifer McCabe's Jeep parked outside of the Proctor household, and I ran the license plate. It is registered to the McCabe's. We've seen that the same Jeep in the TikTok video when she's mouthing off to that woman who who came by her driveway there, and she's like, "I feel bad for you guys" or something like that. Uh, so it's parked at the Proctor's household. There's two other cars in the driveway. So I, I, I had people go there, take pictures of the plates, and I ran both of those plates. They come back to Michael Proctor and Elizabeth Proctor. So they're both home. And Jennifer McCabe is at their house. And there's no reason for them, for her to be there because they claim it, Michael Morrissey, Helena Rafferty, and Adam Lally have all claimed that there's no personal relationship between the Proctors and the McCabe's. In that picture doesn't actually have the McCabe girls in it, even though it clearly does. But now we have a picture of Jen McCabe at the home of the Proctors. And by the way, she lives a quarter mile away. She could have just walked. And to me, the only reason that she would be there is because they, they, they believe or know that their phones are tapped by the FBI. They cannot have conversations on the phone anymore. Every conversation has to take place in person. What other reason is there like to go to sure, dinner time? That's what Whitey Bulger used to do. He used to be in Castle Island. He wouldn't talk on the phone or in the car. Right. You're not supposed to talk on a phone. I mean, I watch enough of The Wire to know you don't talk on a phone. Stringer Bell would have broke your, you know, broke your finger if you did that. Uh, but these, like, these people, like you have to figure that they, I mean, this is their first murder. Probably it's their first time. So they, like, there was probably a lot of conversations that happened electronically or on the phone. And what they should have been doing is meeting under bridges or meeting in Tony Soprano's basement. Like that's how you, like that's how you have the conversations. If you believe that you're having, you know, you're, you're being tapped by the FBI. And I think now they know they they're clearly under some sort of surveillance or I would assume I, I was, if I was them. And so it would make sense that she's goes to the house. If she wants to have a conversation with them. Well, why wouldn't they worry that the house is bugged? It's a good question. Maybe they <laughs> met out in the backyard. Because we don't know what's happened with Michael Proctor. You know, I, I was heard some rumors of a duty status hearing uh, almost about a week and a half ago now. Obviously, there's no way to confirm that or know exactly what happened. Um, maybe he's off the job. I don't know. We, we would never be told these things. You would think that they would want, like, they, that trust is the most important thing for the Massachusetts State Police and police in general. So you'd want like, wouldn't you want to get out ahead of this and just say, look at, look at, we, we, we're not blind. We, we, we see everything that's going on. Michael Proctor's still employed by us. We're putting him on unpaid leave, right? Our, our paid leave rather uh, until this matter is resolved. And there's plenty of other detectives that can, can take over this case. And, and that's it. Why, like, why wouldn't they just do that? Eden, where is Brian Albert living now? Uh, he lives at 909 Washington Street in Norwood. Oh, they didn't buy a new place, did they? Now, I believe they're renting um, like some sort of house within a house. Okay. I don't know. It's like 20. It looks nice. It's 2,400 square feet, uh, four bedrooms. But, uh, you know, I, I would just, I don't, 
I don't know if it's cheaper or more expensive than their mortgage payments at the last house. I th probably more expensive. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they bought this house for significantly cheaper than nine hundred thousand dollars, and whatever they're paying now is probably a lot more than the uh, the mortgage payments on whatever they got their house for. So, but desperate times. I mean, Brian Albert is doing it the right way. Like it, you, who he knows that like everybody what I'm doing is going to come across as extremely suspicious and e uh, most common sense people are going to assume that I'm guilty, but who cares? Like in the court, like at least in the court of a public opinion, you don't go to jail. It's about what they can prove. Whereas Jennifer McCabe insists on, and Chris Albert insists on living this public life still, like still being on the board of selectmen, still going to soccer games, still doing like living life normally. Uh, because they have too much pride and they're too arrogant to, 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 you know, do what Brian's doing. Has, do you, have you heard of anything about the new homeowners allowing luminol to be used in their basement? I have not. Um, but th those homeowners, when I was there, I was very surprised at how welcoming they were and willing to help. Like they, they made it very clear. Like if I wanted to go in the house, I, I'm kind of knocking myself for not asking. Like, I think she would have let me in, you know, and like, check it out. Like she did not. And she made it very clear to me. Like we, we, she didn't say we support Karen Reed, but we hope whoever did this to John is held accountable. Like she made that very clear. And she, she would felt deceived that no one, that the other realtor didn't disclose to her that there was a body found in that front lawn 18 months prior to buying the house um, because she was her own. The buyer was her own realtor. And I think, I don't know if she's a flipper. Like you go there now, they're getting tons of work done. The siding's all coming off the house. The pool in the back has been drained. Every time you go there, they're getting some type of renovations done. This house is a piece of crap. They let it go to shit. It was built in like 1970. I don't think it's gotten any work done. Since they, I mean, look at the lawn. Look at the freaking lawn. It's a joke. <laughs> These people put nothing into their house. It's wild. Uh, I don't know why they, they couldn't. Brian could pay a landscaper or something, but. I well, I would assume out. that the value of that house went down because of uh, because of the notoriety, uh, and maybe Wendy could offer to file a civil suit. Yeah, I mean, I've been begging them to. What I would happened love to that. Remember, they were all going to sue you. Yeah. Oh, they say this all the time. I'm always going to get sued. Everybody's no, always going to come out. Wendy has never said that. It, I mean, that was crazy that an attorney's basically asking that she wants to help sue you. Yeah, she right? said she'd represent them. Yeah. And and I guess no one's come forward because they know. They they know how this works. They they yeah. they know that they'd be opening themselves up to a world of hurt if that actually happened. Well, if she offered to to work pro bono, then they're getting what they paid for. <laughs> yeah or in a contingency yeah <laughs> right like but like i think they also know that they'd be opening themselves up to discovery and you know like imagine alan jackson and and david unetti got wind of that like if they got wind of the fact that i'm being sued david unetti would not be able to represent me but he would be probably be on the phone <laughs> to somebody who would you know rather quickly because that would be a prime opportunity like if jennifer mccabe sued me I'm sure when he when when she tried to get that order on me in June, I'm sure they were just like, "Oh my God, Christmas came early this year," and then the the hearing itself was denied because that judge in Stoughton seems to actually follow this and know what's going on and had to explain to her how the First Amendment worked, which is rare in the state. I've gotten a lot of people. I've I've had a, a number of 
ex parte harassment prevention orders placed on me, you know, like Mike Giannetti got a freaking order on me. Like Mike Giannetti's a literal crackhead who walked into a courtroom and said I was going to kidnap his son and turn him into a transgender baby. And he somehow got a, 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 a temporary order on me. And I had to go into West Roxbury district court to fight that in person. And obviously it was not granted the full year order, but it was funny in her case, it was just, there was no hearing. I've never even heard of that before where they just deny the hearing altogether. It was so ridiculous. And it's a shame because that's like the first one that I actually wanted to happen. I would have loved, cause you get to cross examine them in, in, in harassment prevention order hearings, you get to cross examine them and they can, they can't say, they can't not answer the question without completely withdrawing their motion for the order to begin with. Oh, I was salivating at that one. Why don't you go to law school? It's just a lot of work. And honestly, it, it is, but you're pretty intense. I think <laughs> I get like, it's, it's, uh, can I be perfectly honest with you? I, I find it rather boring. Like when I read these filings in court, I, I get to the part I skip over everything where they start citing case law. Like I just skip it. I'm like, I'm not, I, I don't like the Latin. Well, it's a lot of that much. is just to impress people. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have thought of, I mean, I'm 41. I feel like I'm a little old, you know, just, I'm going to go into law school, you know, I don't I've know. had clients who've what? gone to law school in their seventies. Exactly. How long, realistically, how long would it take me to get a law degree? Well, you could do it nights, uh, three, four years. Online classes or in person? I don't know. Matter? It's been a long yeah. time for me. Yeah. I guess if I could do it online, I would, it would be something I would consider, but you know, having two young kids doing this, you know, full time, you know, for, it would yeah, take like, away from the show too. Right. It's just like, it would, it would, if it's too time consuming, it's just not. That's what deters me to be perfectly honest with you, but I'd love to do it. It looks fun. Like I love being in court and I love arguing with people. I'm like Mike, I'm more of a, my cousin Vinny, you know, <laughs> I'm uncouth, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, it, I've, cause I've been involved in so many of these lawsuits and, and I've been in court before and no offense. Most of cases that go in front of judges are just snooze fests. Like, boring like a lot of law is just extremely boring oh yeah it not is. everything is true crime <laughs> no, no. but you know i'd love to like i look at alan jackson i'm like that guy's fucking awesome like i love what he does like i think he's so cool like his whole persona when he's up there what he fights for he's just so into it you know you know he loves what he does for a living like that guy wakes up every day and loves to find new angles and try new things. And like, let's try this. Let's do it. This angle. He's so creative. That's what I like about that guy. Yeah. He's but he's, he's a good performer and it's a, it's a, that kind of law. It's about the performance as much as, as being right on the law. And you know, though, when they showed that, that arm back in April, I mean, that, that arm went all over the internet and mm -hmm. that was really clever. If people weren't paying attention to the Google search, they at least saw that arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the arm was brilliant because you search John O'Keefe autopsy photos. That's the first thing that comes up is her holding those signs up in court. And I love Eliza Little, too. The thing about a lot of attorneys is a lot of them are great with writing, right? They're really good in writing pleadings and whatnot. It's like, but you need a certain personality to have that same effect in court. I love lies a little. I think she's very good. She just doesn't have the same flair, right? 
as you know a rosemary scarpiccio or one of these people that gets up in there and you never forget them you never forget them when they talk you know what i mean yeah. yes it's like Sam. but i guess i guess it's i guess it's what the judge likes though right isn't it like and the judge seems this judge likes she doesn't like this i, like I don't get the but feeling she likes this like oh them. you know what tipped you off <laughs> oh, she seemed you to like Eliza. She seemed to like Liza at first. No, like she wanted she, to give her a chance. She was all over her about the yeah. Uh, she she was all over about the signs last time. I think in her hate ratings, she hates Alan the most. Then she hates David. Then she hates Liza. But she hates all three of them for sure. Definitely. Put the sign down, right. Miss Little. Yeah. Put the sign down. <sighs> She's, she Are goes, don't, don't show, don't show the audience. If you're going to show the audience, don't show me. So she doesn't show the audience and she goes, take it down. But you told me not to show the audience and I didn't. And you still want me to take it down. Okay. I think she just gets a, like, she knows that they're doing this for the cameras, which they are as they should. She knows that they're doing this strategy by media and it's, and it's effective. And that's what offends her the most about this is that like, this was not the way this case was supposed to go. It was supposed to be quiet. It was supposed to be not, you know, a lot of headlines and uh, business was just supposed to go on as usual. And instead of, and it's largely my fault, you know, I'll, I'll fully admit to that. Like this, this media circus that now comes into every courtroom is a result of my reporting and activism. Um, and I'm, I'm sure this is highly unusual. There aren't a lot of courthouse steps, protests these days in favor of the defendant. And we'll probably get a sequestered jury because of that. Yeah, oh, we think so, huh? Yeah. Yeah, how can they go home? You're right. It's a good point. And it would be like a month-long trial. Like, you know how many witnesses yeah. and, and experts are going to be called for this? And it's going to give people yeah. a popsicle headache with all the Google search stuff and all that, which is what... But again, I think that benefits the defense because... Right. If, if, if they don't know, if the jury is like, well, I don't know who, if it's real or not, they get, that's reasonable doubt in and of itself, right? right. So, like, I, like, what are they trying to It's the OJ case gone digital. Right. That's what this is. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be, I think your next protest probably should be at the SJC. Absolutely. Uh, when I find, I, does the SJC open to the public? Because I would love to go to this hearing in front of the SJC. Well, look, you're, big, you're seeing that I'm getting pleadings emailed to me. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's open. Okay. You, so unless, court, unless it says closed. So, in the, yeah, because I've seen the videos from SJC courtrooms. It seems big. It's like not like a regular courtroom. Although I've well, heard this, this is, is in front of one judge. Yeah. There's it's a single justice. And it's, it's sort of the SJC of Suffolk County. But it, it should be in that building. Uh, let me see. I'm looking up. Uh, People are asking. Uh, I think SJC, I think, Supreme just, Judicial Court. Yeah, yeah. It's so if, you just go to, if you go to ma-appellatecourts.org, you can look up the uh, the SJC single justice schedule, and there's still nothing. Still nothing there for. Nothing's there yet for this case. But the, those guys, Frank Keneally and Cronin. They they are so good at getting documents out. Like it's almost like they want you to have it. It seemed that way. Like they couldn't wait to get these documents out to the public. Usually they drag their heels, and if it, it seemed the fact that they want they got it out so quickly leads me to believe that they 
want the public to have this information that they are. I think it's going to be a very friendly court to Karen Reed. There, when you go up to the top of the court system, things are much more civil. Uh, like I think I, you, you called and you were looking for a, a document that had been impounded uh, yeah, at Norfolk Superior. Oh, Jim McDermott, you know, that bozo. You don't get that kind of thing up, up there. They're very, very helpful. Yeah, I mean, I just he 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 was just a hack, giving me the runaround, lying. Like that document I wanted was up earlier in the day. They they put it up for two hours, and I don't know if they like my affidavit. Like it's cool having when I see docket like affidavit of Aiden Carney. Like I, I'm part of the public record. I click on the image. What do I get? The dash. I'm like, oh. Come on. This oh. is like my five. Like That's all I got. I want to go down in history here. And they, they just <laughs> impounded my, my own affidavit is impounded. I can't even read my own affidavit. What the heck? I wonder if you could do a FOIA request. I mean, I, I have it. I emailed, I had to contact like <laughs> attorney little emailed me asking me to sign an affidavit. And they, she said, look <laughs> over all this. Do you agree to this? I do. Okay. Can you sign electronically? So it did. So I, I have the affidavit, but it's just not up on right. the. On right. The but in, in order, in order for it not to be there, the judge had to do something. They had to have a finding. So they can't, they can't just take it down without a finding. There has to be something. And if they, you can ask for the finding. Yeah. He wouldn't tell me. I mean, you heard the conversation. He would not tell do me. a FOIA request. Mm. Uh, and if, if they don't, if they don't proceed on FOIA, you can, there's a next step in the process. Right. I got a question for Aiden. Have you figured out where you're going to stay during the trial? Are you, are it's you like, I've thought about it. I mean, it's hard or? being like a dad and shit. I got to get my kids right. on the bus every morning. Um, but I got, I have to go to every day of the trial. I have to go to every, I can't miss a single day. So that's just going to be my life. If and when the trial comes is everything else is dropped. No more ratchets, like no more time for anything. I'm going to be covering it every day, commuting back and forth, probably to Dedham. And that's fine. I'll get used to that commute. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I hope for Karen Reed's parents sake that the, the trial never happens, but selfishly the, the trial would be amazing to watch and just, it, it would be a disaster. Like I'd love to see it play out. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun hearing Adam Lally ask questions. Yeah, that'll be a blast. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But he would have, wouldn't there be another ADA? There's no way there would just be one ADA in the case, right? Right, right. Of this of this caliber. So, uh, you know, maybe somebody sharper than him would come in that wouldn't bore the jury to death. I don't know. Because I've heard other ADAs in that county. There's people in that county that actually have a personality they can get up in front of a courtroom and like, you know, keep a jury interested. He will literally bore you to sleep. Like if you ever want to take a nap, just turn on Adam Lally. So reading motions out in court, it's like you couldn't come up with a guy le with less charisma than that man right there. I don't know how he's a lawyer. It gets, it's wild to me. Well, that's why he's a lawyer. <laughs> we need, a lot we of lawyers have flair. A lot of lawyers have flair. Like a lot of lawyers are interesting people that like, like to perform, right? Like 80% of Congress are attorneys and co you know, politicians are used to performing, right? Like that's what attorneys do. But he might surprise you. You might be seeing the, the low key Columbo type 
Adam Lally, and maybe he just comes alive. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, Give everybody the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Imagine that Lally 2.0 just came out in a courtroom like that, like a whole new side of Lally we didn't know existed. I don't know. It seems like a long shot. Even a rope of dope. I don't. I don't. I don't oh, think that's going to happen. He's just lowering expectations yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, he's set. He's playing all of us. He's huh? Playing a long game, a very, very long game. Someone's asking us to take callers for Turtle Boy. I, I do you. You don't want to take callers. These are all the people that drive you crazy, right? Or do you no, it's fine. Do I, I don't mind them. It was just that one guy earlier with the. Uh, like as soon as he said Turtle Boy, ignored me. It's like. Yep, there's probably a reason why. And then well, he started talking, right and I immediately knew. It's just like uh, these people that call you with these leads, and it's just like, oh, did you know that they were connected to this person? I'm like, okay, who cares? Maybe. First of all, you have no evidence of any of this. Exactly. You're just ranting. And secondly, who cares? What is that? Tom Menino's dead. <laughs> what do I care about who, like, what? But, it's, but he's oh. with JFK Jr. right now, so he might be making a comeback. <laughs> like, these uh, are the kind of guys that I guarantee that guy has been telling that story everybody. for the last 20 for to the last 20 years, sure. like, nonstop. And finally, he's like, oh, wow, I have somebody that's actually talking about one of these people that I can actually tell this story to. And he probably typed it all out, and it's like, oh, man, I'm finally going to be useful. And then he writes it back, and he's just checking his phone every five minutes. Did he respond? He didn't respond. He didn't respond. And then he's just like, wow, I can't believe you missed the story of the century. I get people like that every day. Yep. Absolutely. Even I get those people every day. Yeah, you're 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 starting to see it, man. You're start you're starting to see it. Yeah. Um, and you're doing great, Mike. People love your uh your programming. You're a really good facilitator of conversation, if I do say so. I try. I do my best, you know. Um, we got another question too for you. They want to know if you're going to the select board meeting tomorrow. Uh, if I do, I won't announce it. Put it that yeah, way. Top secret, I, right? Yeah, because I understand that I bring a crowd with me. You know what I mean? And I'm not like that's why I don't announce when I'm going to protest in front of DE Pizza. Like I don't want to give these people a heads up. I don't want anything. Like Jen McCabe left that house today because I posted about it on Facebook. And I just wish there was a way I could have figured out how to get someone there without posting about it but there was no other way like i needed to get someone there immediately but i'm gonna be watching it let's just put it that way i will be watching it i can't wait i'm, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow afternoon watching that tomorrow night actually it's seven night. o'clock right yeah. yeah seven o'clock finally yeah. a reasonable hour i mean what a bunch of losers i guess <laughs> they can i don't <laughs> <laughs> like what a bunch of tone deaf boobs those guys like talking about not reading the room or caring what anyone else thinks it's just like they don't care and it's do you think chris thing. albert's gonna be there he wasn't at the last one i know is he gonna get sick again i think i, I, I guarantee you he's not gonna be i maybe he will be but i just don't see how he does what's he gonna he's got carl dugall syndrome syndrome he just likes to show up and get roasted. Well, there's like he goes there and just has his dignity stolen from him every week by a bunch of, you know, 50 year old women who are just there to be like, Chris Albert, you killed a person. You're a disgrace. And you're on the you're traffic. Just yeah. All this money you owe. And he's sitting there doodling with his coffee. Oh. It's got to be so uncomfortable. And he just sits there and takes it. That's how much power means to him. That's how much the appearance of normalcy means 
to Chris Albert is he's willing to be subjected to that sort of humiliation and embarrassment on a, on a biweekly basis and just keep coming back for more. The spanking that Rita Lombardi gave him wasn't enough. So he had to come back for more. And it's just like, why do you do this to yourself? You really want to be like, I assume at this, if there's a stipend, it's probably like a thousand dollars. Like, is this worth it to you? you? You're broke. Isn't your time worth money? Shouldn't you be, I don't know, renovating your business or something? I don't know. Figure out how he's going to That's what they were doing. That's why they had the cardboard up the other day. Oh. <laughs> His business just offends me, too. You have prime real estate in the center of town. They have a nice town center there in Canton. It's like CF McCarthy's looks nice. You know, uh, you could turn that pizza place into something nice looking. You got to clean it up a little bit, you know, spend a little bit of money, invest in your business, just a little bit, have some pride. This is your livelihood. And he just doesn't care at all. Because I thought he, he sold it. I thought he sold it a year ago. That's what I've heard yeah. from people. So he's no longer the owner. That's what I, I don't know where I get this information. <laughs> I've heard the same, yeah. but I don't know either. Yeah. I heard it from people from Canton said that, but I have no idea if it's true. I've heard the same thing, but I've yet to see. Who owns it then? I guess would be the question. And right. why is he still there? So Chris isn't out. Like he quit, what? Chris gets paid hourly. Like is that what they want us to believe? <laughs> like he's on salary. Like what? Probably, he any I think it's shot? probably what I think you said it. He's probably so he you know he's got lean. So he probably just put it in someone else's name so they don't come after him for all the money. Oh, uh, that that makes sense because the business would be an asset, right, or a, a liability that could be he could be sued for. It's worth the business itself is worth money, you know. Uh, because it has potential, like the location enough is it's central in the town, man. It's a, it's a great location. Um, but again, like that should be the centerpiece pizza place of that town is where right. first of all, get a new name too. What the hell is DNA pizza even mean? Did anybody know what that stands for? Like, why not call it Albert pizza or I'll, I'll, you know, Alberto's or something, something cool that makes me want to get a pizza. The lat, like I think D and E, it sounds like dump, like dump. Like that's a D dump is the first word I think of with D. Like, <laughs> you know, like what I like, dude, seriously, it, his, it's just something about his pizza place offends me. I don't yeah. know why. It sounds like B and E breaking and entering. There is people like there's no parking. There's plenty of street parking over there. And they got the Walgreens across the street. I mean, there's parking everywhere. You park. But it's cool. I, like, it's a really nice town. Like, I like drive. I drive through Canton. I'm like, oh, this is actually a really nice town. Like, they have a, they have nice parks everywhere. Blue Hills is in there. Like, it's you know, it's a really, really nice town. It doesn't come across as like you know, Wellesley or something where you just drive and there's mansions everywhere. It looks like a nice suburban town that you like to raise a family in. And it's a shame that there's a bunch of murderers walking around everywhere and the police are protecting them. It's a, it's a shame. But yeah. Yeah. I think we all agree on that. <laughs> Brian, I'm you getting to stay on it. Try to stay out of some of this. Yeah. You don't want to get yeah. in trouble. Right. I guess I'm, let's kind of wrap it up tonight. What, yeah, both of you probably yeah, have fine. final statements. What do you? What, let's go with uh, Turtle Boy first. Oh, I just want to thank Brian for for filing that uh, BBO. What is it? Or we call it a request or a, a BBO complaint? A complaint. Complaint. Right? Yeah. Complaint. I want to thank him for doing that because it gave le legitimacy to this whole thing for a, a lawyer to actually step up and say, "No, this is 
unusual and it seems unethical what he's doing because it's different when it comes from an attorney than it comes from someone like me who really doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, so I'm happy to see that. And uh, I was watching the show before I came on here. I didn't mean to like take over. Um, I, but I was enjoying your show being a commenter and uh, thank you for facilitating this conversation. Mike. I invited you too. So I, I appreciate it. I didn't ask to come on. Too, so that's right. It didn't, I didn't beg my way on. No, you definitely don't. We yeah. wanted you and the guests. No, I brought it up. Yeah. yeah. And the audience, actually, too. Everybody did. Except that one dude, that one jerk. Except for the one guy. I want somebody to create a designer tie that says, Haslan to die in cold. That's a lot of words for a tie. A tie. A, a necktie. So that you can look respectable. 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 It's yeah, it's been a long night. Yeah. Um going into court and they don't even realize that you're what it says. Because mm. you can't wear a t-shirt free camera. No, I, I, I wore I, I wore my turtle boy tie the first time. I wore a shirt and tie the first couple times, and then I wore my Google shirt with the you know the jacket over it. So that kind of looks, you know, it was more of a business casual look, and then I wore a polo the other day. So I switched it up because I, I see how they dress. It's like blue jeans and sweatshirts every day on, on the uh, Albert McCabe side. Like, so I, I actually look like I'm overdressed compared yeah, to you're that. overdressed. You yeah. wear a jacket. Oh my God. Yeah. You, you know what I do want to do is I want to open it up for one second. The phone line. Go for it. We're going to take one call. If you suck, we're going to hang up and we'll take a second call, but like, we're not going <laughs> to continue all night. So this is going to be the moment you can, can I get to talk to, uh, the guest tonight. Let me put up the phone number. I think people already have it. Yeah. It's going to be Jill calling for put it back up. Oh, God. No, Jill. Leave me alone. Oh. Who do you think it will be? I don't want to date you, Jill. Oh, you Sorry. know what? You have, they have to call back. I have to set it up. I, I fucked up. So, hold on so one second. They're all calling me. <laughs> Stop calling. Give me a second, folks. It's okay. Take your time. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling the reading. callers. They keep calling. I'm once I say it, they just ring off the hook. We're going to call whoever just Thank called us off. Hello? Hi, you're on the show. Hi, you oh, there? Yeah, you're on the show. What do you What do you got for us oh. tonight? So I have one question for Aiden. Would you have believed it if someone told you a year ago that you'd be on the forefront of a case that goes against the institutions? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I see what you're saying. Um, but I have gone after institutions before, like particularly the state police with the Ali Bebo scandal and then the Leah Duso scandal. So there's been a couple of times where I've gone against the institutions. Usually I'm, you know, yeah. the guy who has supported the police. So I get that. But again, I don't, I'm not loyal to anyone. I'm, I'm loyal to the truth. And so in this case, it's just good versus evil. And I think a lot of cops are silently on our side. I wish they weren't silent. Um, but I think they're, lack of presence in the courtroom really speaks volumes. And, and I've always appreciated your investigative journalism. It's what might caught my attention for this. I just always remember your, your very diehard back to blue. Um, and so I, that's one thing I found particularly interesting when you picked up this story, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I've loved following it in the work you've done and I appreciate it. Well, name? thank you very much. Uh, Megan. Megan. Thank you for calling. Appreciate that, Megan. I appreciate awesome. that. Thank you. 
Have a good night. You too. That's a good question. I thought that's a, it's a very fair question. That was a good call. I think maybe we should just wrap it up with that before we get, you know, any leave on a high note. Yeah. I want more calls. I want more okay, calls. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll take a call. But, yeah. but I mean, on Aiden, on your show, I want you to make more calls. Uh, yeah. uh, that when The first call you made to Jill, <laughs> that reminded me of early Letterman. It, it just... <laughs> it, I don't think David Letterman ever had anything like Jill Daniels on his show. <laughs> the FCC would not like that. That was... I mean, usually they don't pick up, so I just leave a voicemail. And I never hear back from them, but I couldn't That's believe amazing. it when she not only picked up, but then called me back after hanging up on me just to let, let me have it some more. And then I ran into her in traffic, but or more, how about wife, Morse, Morse's son? That was a good one. Because she stopped again, like the other day. That's what people stopped. are saying, man. That's Why what people are saying. I yeah. hope not. I, I want to be very clear to Jill. That is not my interest in you. And you're not going to seduce me, Jill. You, you're not my type. I, I don't like used catcher mitts. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you, Joe. Plus, you're like, obviously, like, it's like, that's a bad way to start off a relationship. Like, I'm trying to send your nephew to jail. And it's like, nope, I'm not going to be deterred. Like, I don't, you're not going to do it. Nope, 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 no. Nope. It's just awkward, you know? Like, here I am trying to send your family to jail. And, like, how is we supposed to start a relationship that way? It, it just wouldn't work. Hey, guess what? People are saying. <laughs> See, there. Uh, are, they, this is what they've been commenting on. Joe wants the turtle seat. <laughs> oh, she's, oh God, she's, she's way the too Wendy old. wants the turtle here. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, this has been Poor fun. Jim. I, I want to thank you guys both for your uh, being on the show tonight. And we raised a lot of money. I haven't even checked, but I've been seeing it like blown up. I, I just know. We've raised a lot of money. I'm going to try to count it up in a minute. But I, I definitely want to thank you both. I'm going to talk about some other uh, kind of ratchet people in a second. Um, one of the All KP, right. Krusty Panties. and uh, Oh, uh, her. I mean, she's the other one. just, you know about my history with her. I don't even want to get into it. No, she you doesn't don't have to. I'm my just time. going to talk about her. Right, yeah. You know, she she does have an upcoming trial. All I say about her is she has an yeah, upcoming her. trial in October 26th for stalking and harassing and then violating a harassment prevention order against a woman named Lauren Murray who did nothing wrong. And so the fact that Kofin Dafer is using this woman as a source now is just wild to me. Wild. Pretty crazy. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. They don't send their best and brightest. That's what I'll, that's what I'll say. It's just they don't like, have many options. Yeah, <laughs> They're out of, they'll take what they can get. So... But anyway, thank you. Thank you, thank right. you for having me on. Thank you both. Bye, guys. Thank you. See ya. Take care. Later, Aiden. And thank you so much, Brian. Uh, to say your website for people too, in your Twitter again. Uh, people well, my Twitter is at estate plan, and my website is elderlaw.info. Well, that's my that's my blog. My my website uh, is southshoreelderlaw.com. Awesome. And thank you. And again, again, I don't want criminal cases. Yeah, you want estate <laughs> cases. You want your estate probate, you know, retirement so, questions, social nursing security. home issues. Really, what I do most of my litigation on is what nursing home issue, mass health. Oh, that's that's what getting we mass want. health to pay for nursing home care. 
how is that? How is that battle? Because I can't. I mean, and no nursing home care is like a big issue now because there's such a need for it. The well, we 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 keep having uh, mass health lawyers reinterpret old laws. Like uh, I was, I, I wrote a brief for the SJC. At the, the case was argued last month, actually earlier in this month. Um, on a 1982 law that they just started reinterpreting, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, I, at one point I got sick of the lies or, or, or the distortions from the, from the mass health lawyers. And when I had to get into superior court, I, I added personal counts against their lawyers. They don't Excellent. like me. I bet they don't they like don't. me. <laughs> So if you have any nursing home issues with, um, you know, mass, what is it? Uh, what is it called again? Mass. It's called state? mass health. It's mass health. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's Medicaid in other States. It's yeah. mass health here. Exactly. So if you have issues with that, call, call the attorney right here, Brian, he'll help you out. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. See you. Take care. Good see you. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. And again, we're uh, the young jerks. We're going to continue on for just a little, little while longer. I want to add a cup. Actually, let's bring this up. Okay, perfect. I want to just look at a couple things tonight. This one. This is about Kate Peter. She put out this ridiculous video today. I just think people, uh, instead of playing that video and making fun of it and laugh it, I just figured I would play the video that Aiden showed me, which I thought was just perfect. So I want to play that tonight. Um, and I also want to look at uh, some other people who are trolling online. Uh, specifically, you know, before I play that video from Kate, about Kate, actually, I'm going to go to, actually, can I just go to, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's so funny. I keep doing this uh, show and I, like every show I learn new things I can do. I just realized something tonight that was hilarious that I could do and that I didn't realize it. Um, but we're going to start from, yeah, let's talk about this woman here. There's this woman, Steph Jacobs, that people have been asking about, who is this? We know who it is. And she likes to punch down. And I think it's funny because this is a person who... Pretends to be left. I call them the fake left. And she thinks she's clever by coming up with another troll account. But this is her history. This is what she does. She trolls people. And I know who it is. And we're going to talk about a little bit about it. Play one of her videos tonight, too. But she's someone that has been making fun of myself, saying I'm busted and I'm poor and I got bad teeth and all this other crap. And basically, that's her. Like. If you have to compare net worth, it's not even a question. I have way more of a net worth than she does. And we know who she is. She's, she thinks she's smart, but she's so dumb that it's so obvious who it is. And that's a funny thing. She She's actually gone after Turtle Boy's IQ, which is, again, everything that she projects is what she is. And I'm just going to show how obvious it is. This is a person that pretends to be left-wing. She used the profile. She used my picture as a profile because she was making fun of my my missing tooth hair. This is a person that's supposed to be left wing. And she writes, stoner loser thinks what her dad says matters, which 
that's a tough sentence. That's not very grammatically correct, but okay. Well, well, I think I get her point. And then she laughs. She says, my daddy thinks I'm a virgin. Uh, I don't think your daddy thinks you're a virgin. <laughs> How many dogs do you have to walk to make 347? So now she's making fun of what I do for a living that I, what I make money at. And it's just basically classism. And she's still, still not even at a halfway to paying for an x-ray at the dentist. Get a job. Mike Frodford. So she's going after me that I don't have a job where I clearly do have several jobs. And my biggest job is I'm a dog walker. I walk dogs seven days a week. We have a dog care business. It's very successful. We make pretty good money at it, actually. Um, like I said to her, $347, pretty much, you know, what we make a day, if not more. And so this is Kimberly. This is Kimberly. This is Kimberly. Kimberly is Steph Jacobs. Kimberly Fair is someone that had issues with Turtle Boy because she couldn't not say stupid stuff on the internet, basically. And she got fired from her job because she told people they should die online. And she was a school, you know, school teacher aide, and she hasn't learned her lesson. She continues to think that she can get away with being a ratchet online. And I'm here to say, you know what, Kim? I'm not hiding from you. I think it's pretty funny. I actually asked her in private. I said, Kimberly, would you still love me if I get new teeth? Because she's clearly obsessed. She's been obsessed with Aiden for a while. And now she's obsessed with me. And this was someone who kind of tried to recruit me to go against Aiden early on. And I started watching Aiden more. And I started watching the crew that they were hanging out with more. And I realized I liked Aiden better. <laughs> but like, you know, basically they're hanging out with people who abuse animals. Like, that's not me. Like, you can't be left wing and support people who abuse animals. You can't be left wing and make fun of people's teeth. You can't be left wing and be classist. And that's the crew. You got like the crusty panties and the Brian Riccio's and, and this woman here. They're classist and they hate themselves. They are self-loathing narcissists. All they care about is the performative shit online and fighting people. That's their whole life. They have no life whatsoever. And I'm laughing. I'm saying you're, you're like the worst people. You embarrass me, Kim. You're embarrassment. As a leftist, you're embarrassment to us. And I'm calling it out because I know exactly who you are because you're that dumb. You give it away, Kimberly. And I just want to play this. This is a little video that uh, Kimberly, actually not this video. We're going to play another video from Kimberly. But this is how dumb Kimberly Fair is. This is the same person. These are the same two people. Kimberly Fair is Steph Jacobs. And this is what Kimberly Fair wrote about Turtle Boy today. She said, this is a right-wing extremist, Turtle Boy. He wants to be Alex Jones, and his views are pretty much in line with Alex Jones. No, actually, no. <laughs> I don't think they are, actually. No, I don't think they're anything alike. Alex Jones doesn't do local investigations. Alex Jones hasn't really broken any real stories. Alex Jones has no journalism. His shit is just repeating what other people are saying and... and coming up with a ridiculous spin that is bullshit and conspiracy theory. That's what Alex Jones does. Alex Jones is WWE entertaining. Now, Aiden can be entertaining. Uh, that That's pretty much what they have in common. They're both right-wing and they're both entertaining. And they're, and they're funny on the mic and they're very gifted and talented. That's what they have alike. But they're not the same type of content, not even close. Alex Jones isn't a journalist. Aiden is a journalist. Big difference.
So she goes on to say, anyone that follows him or gives him a platform is as bad as he is. Number one, I don't think he's bad. And number two, what does that even mean? Anyone that follows him. She follows him. She follows him around every single She's talking about herself again. And she's 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 complaining about anyone that gives him a platform. What is this? She's giving him a platform. She's got his video on her on her page. All she does is spend her whole life following around Aiden, promoting Aiden. And now she's promoting me, which I kind of appreciate. I want to thank her for that. So now she says Aiden Kearney is a narcissist and he does not care about anybody but himself. I think that's Kim, actually. And all my time and my experience with Kim, she never did anything for any of our causes. She she didn't support anything that we were doing for workers. For uh, We've covered a lot of causes on our show and a lot of raise money for people that have been in bad situations. She never did any of that. All she cared about, Kim, all she ever cared about was I'm the badass against the Trumpers. I'm the badass exposing these people. I'm the badass. That's not actually you know, anything but her narcissism. So again, she's exactly what she points people out. She says he cares about how many clicks he gets and how many followers he has, just like him. So that's, she again, she's talking about herself. This is what gets me about all these people. They talk about themselves. That's, that's what Kim's whole thing is. She's just trying to get clicks. He's nothing more than a cult leader. Well, that's what Kim wants to be <laughs> with a cult following. Now, let me just say one thing about Aiden and Turtle Boy. Like, I might have actually bought into that, that Aiden was maybe a wannabe turtle, you know, cult leader. Because I noticed how, like, kind of rabid and supportive his followers are. But having now met some of them and had them, you know, had the followers following me and interacting with me, I'd say his actual audience is very diverse it's left right and center more than 50 percent of them are women are you telling me that women that all these women are going for a right-wing cult leader i don't think so i think a lot of women some of them agree with him obviously obviously there are some right-wing magas that like him but aiden's not even a maga so if you're a maga and you're seeing that aiden's not maga that's a problem right there so aiden is clearly not a cult leader there's no sign of that at all. I don't, I, I definitely like, I would not be with anyone that is a cult leader. <laughs> That's, And then she says, he has nothing more than a cult leader with a cult following that has an average IQ of 40. They're all vile. Now, Kimberly, who's been coming after me over and over again for my teeth is vile. I'm getting a little humming in the background. I'm not sure even where that's coming from. I wonder if anyone else can hear that. I'm going to turn it down. Hopefully you guys can't hear it. Something going on. But this Kimberly woman, she is exactly what she claims other people are. She's vile. So what I want to do real quickly is I want to play a couple videos, and then we're going to wrap it up tonight. Hopefully we can get these up. And again, this is why Kimberly got fired. She puts herself as a victim, but here it is right here. Triton Public Schools. This is where I actually graduated from high school. She's a Triton Public Schools employee. 
she went up, uh, she was opposed to masking kids. Uh, no, she, no, actually she, she told the parent that was opposed to masking kids to shut the fuck up. And she told another veteran that he should die. Now I'm pro mask, but I, I think that's a little too much, you know, way too much. So that's why she got fired. My computer is starting to act up. Maybe it's been going too long here, but I, I want to just play this video where she makes herself the total victim here, which is hilarious. Oh, I don't think I can play that one. I think we're going to actually skip Kimberly's uh, video, unfortunately. We can't play that one. Oh, maybe we can. Here it is. You know what? We're going to play Kimberly's video. I want to show you how Kimberly comes off as a victim. Now, consider that Kimberly has come after me now and gone after me all, all over the place. And I haven't done any of the things that she claims that Aiden has done. I haven't attacked anyone. She's really the first one that I'm going after. The only person I'm punching down on because she keeps raising her hand. And I just feel like she's made victims. I know other people out there who are listening right now who, who are victims of Kim. And I, I, I think Kim needs to be exposed. I think what Kim's doing, she's sitting now. She's in this video. She's going to pretend that she's okay with the Karen Reed thing. All I did was talk about Karen Reed. All I wanted to do is defend Karen Reed because I've done that. She tried to boycott me. She set up, you know, Facebook pages, making fun of my teeth and all this other crap, but she's really the victim. I just want to play some of this so you can see how she plays this up. Hi guys. So I am about to post a video and I really hope that some of you take the time to watch it, especially those of you who live in Massachusetts. Um, you all have seen what, this right-wing extremist turtle boy has done to me. Well, I'm not the only one. And right now he's doing it on a scale that is just sick. Um, there's a case, a Karen Reed case in Massachusetts. I'm not comment on the, commenting on the case because I don't know enough about it, but it's not the case that's the issue. It's the way he goes about what he does through intimidation, harassment, threats. He brings his turtle riders on board to help harass and dox people, posting their social security numbers, posting their addresses, posting their telephone numbers. He is dangerous. And what he's doing right now, it's making me absolutely sick. So I hope you guys watch it, especially video number two, because you'll see just what a trash bag this pathetic excuse for a human is now Kim Warren, hi guys I hope so i am about I really to post a video and i really hope that some of you take the time to watch it i hope kim enjoys the attention i want to play with this last video this is the uh kate peters who's really tough when she's on her show but then she runs away she put out a, a new video and i mean this is what Brian Albert and his crew is relying on. These are not the best and brightest people here. She talks like, like Kimberly was talking about saying turtle boy had low IQ. Turtle boy is smart. I mean, obviously you've seen how he hosts the show that Kimberly could ever host a show and keep anyone's attention for more than five minutes. Like turtle boy is not an Aiden is just not verbally and not just charismatic. 
he's also you can tell the guy reads he's uh he was a teacher he's obviously smart and well-read i mean i would say aiden has way above average iq actually and i would say kimberly is below iq below average so again these people are projecting and i just want to go to this kate peter well i i guess i figured out why they call her crusty pants after watching the uh ridiculous video she put out today as Aiden said, I've read a lot of books. I guarantee you've written, you've read probably a thousand times more books than Kim Kimberly has. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting tired too. You can tell. So let's let's just play crusty panties because I just I thought this was funny too. I guess we're gonna wrap. You know what? I I still want to count up. We're like out of time, but I still want to count up some of the money because you guys have been donating tonight. I want to read some of those. So we're gonna do that too. Let's uh, let's play the crusty panties video. If you can't say it to someone's face, and you're comfortable saying it behind the safety of a screen, you can't claim maturity at this point. You're just a coward. That's all, right? Excuse me, Miss Peter, Aiden Carney, TV Daily News. I uh, just wanted to ask you a few questions. If you had a couple moments. I think that the most logical conclusion to this would be that I meet Aiden Carney in a parking lot somewhere and we can duke it out. And this man clearly has never seen a physical confrontation in his life. So I would absolutely wipe the floor with him immediately. I Do you have any comment about that, Miss Peter? Does, does your employer know that you're facing criminal charges for violating a harassment prevention order, Miss Peter? Does Kingswood Village Apartments know that, Miss Peter? No, this is media. We're just asking questions, Miss Peter. Is there a reason you're afraid to answer the questions, Miss Peter? You're five foot nothing. Get your little victim away. Well, you said you said you were going to punch me, right? Oh, this is what I'm going to say right here. I'm going to clip this later. Turtle boy, I am challenging you to a fist fight. You said you were going to punch me, right? I know you're going to say no, but when you do, be honest for once in your life. It's not because you're mature. It's because you're a coward. And we can all accept that. We all know that. It's cool, right? <laughs> Just, just admit it. You're a fucking coward. You are the biggest coward on the planet. You are literally the definition of a Twitter gangsta. Well, you said you said you were going to punch me, right? An appearance at this bullshit court hearing. Uh, there's a chance that Aiden might too, because he seems to really like like to lurk around. Again, um, bring Mr. Massel. I I will have men with me. Actual men with actual testicles. Um, Where are the men, Kate? Where are the men? Where are the men? Real adult men will be with me. So if you're thinking of showing up and starting some malarkey, just uh, really reflect on whether or not you're afraid of actual men. Because if you are, you should probably avoid that venue on that day. Okay, where are the men? Where are the men? I thought she was going to punch me. I thought she was going to beat me up. I thought she was going to beat me up. She didn't, I don't know. Where's the men? She said there was a new men. Guess not. I would have already pulled up. Let's do it. I've got probably fucking thirty pounds on you, and at least a foot. Like, let's let's go. Like, you know, you old fucking man. So the next court date, I would highly suggest Aiden not show up to it. I thought she was gonna beat me up. She didn't. I don't know. Where's the men? She said there was a new men. I guess not. Not people who have a like in the real world these guys are all fucking losers like i for a while people were convinced that turtle boy was gonna fucking come and you know fucking murder me at some
some point is so obsessed. I hear all the time, like, you better be careful. Like, you know, look at, he's dragging in your kids and your family and he never lets it go. And what if he shows up? He's local. Like, that motherfucker would never show up. There she didn't, I don't know. Where's the money? She said there was a new note. I guess not. Do not show up. I'm telling you, do not show up. Not a good Wait, idea. Wait, what's... Uh, I, I will have men with me. Actual men with actual testicles. So the next court date, I would highly suggest Aiden not show up to it. What if he shows up? He's local. Like, that motherfucker would never show up. There That was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I just I could watch that, those videos all day. All right. You know what I want to do is I want to read off what we raised tonight because we did raise some money. Headphones are bugging me now. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, Joanne uh, Fasciano sent us $25. Thank you, Joanne and Paula Ferrara. Ferrari. Yeah, Paula Ferrari. How cool of a last name is that, Ferrari? Sent us 20. Uh, Brittany Payne sent us $10. Thank you to Brittany and Paula and Joanne so far. And Robert Dustin sent us 20. Ann McLeod, she sent us another 25 tonight. She's awesome. And Janine Sweeney sent us 20. And that's not it. We also have Michael Calabrese who sent us 20. That's all on Venmo. So that's all the Venmo money. Now we're going to check the cash app because I think we got more money that came in through there too. Looks like we had a nice little fundraiser tonight. Mm, let me just make sure these are tonight. One second, folks. You know what? It looks like maybe not, no money came in on the cash app. I think that's it. Unless I'm not showing. Hold on one second. I thought I did get some money through the cash app, but it's not really.
Yeah, so you know what? It looks like we didn't have any Cash App money tonight, which is funny because mo mostly in the past it's been Cash App. But tonight it was Venmo. People were sending money on Venmo, which I really appreciate. So you know what? I think we're going to be able to add this up. But keep in mind, if you still want to donate, I know a lot of people watch this the next morning or you know even later tonight. They're working the late shift. You can still contribute. We're still we're trying to raise as much money as we can tonight for free Karen Reed. Someone said, check the spam. I will try to check the spam. But 50% of all donations tonight on the Cash App and Venmo go to the Karen Reed Defense Fund. And that's going to extend until tomorrow morning until like 9 a.m. I think I'm going to get up at 9 tomorrow. So let's say until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. And you can donate. It's on the screen there. It's uh, Mike Crawford 1 on the Cash App. Or in Venmo, it's Mike Crawford TYJ. So if you want to donate, let's see what we have right now. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do too is I'm gonna close the Cash App out. Out. Maybe that's the the issue because I do not see any money coming out on the Cash App. But I thought I did see it earlier. But let's just check it one more time. Thank you for being patient, people. And then maybe we can add up uh, what came in um, on both. If it's just Venmo, it shouldn't be too hard actually. Checking Cash App one more time. Nope. Yeah, actually, no money did come in tonight. So I didn't see any on the Cash App. It's all in Venmo. So let's just uh, give it a quick run over. And again, you could still donate tonight. Uh, 25, 45, 55, 75, 100, 120, 140, it looks like, came in tonight. So 140, 70 bucks plus we owe some other money from the last one. So we're definitely going to make making a new contribution tonight to the Karen Reed Defense Fund, which I like. If you want to continue to uh, support that, definitely do so. There's also a big event coming up too. Nick Rocco has another event coming up in Malden. They're selling tickets for that. Check out the group if you haven't joined the group. Justice for John O'Keefe. You can find out. Look for the Turtle Boy official uh, group. And you can find out all about the fundraising. Uh, there's going to be another big event, a Halloween party in Malden. Uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a good fundraiser in Malden uh, with Nick Rocco and the crew. So lots is happening. We're raising money. And uh, I want to thank everyone who kicked in tonight for the fundraiser for Free Karen Reed. I want to thank everyone for listening. Make sure on the way out you hit the subscription button if you haven't. And you definitely hit the like button. I want to thank everyone for listening. We had... Uh, the numbers just kept going up throughout the whole show, even before uh, Aiden came on. Anytime Aiden comes on, the, the numbers continue to rise every time. But even before, it was just like throughout the show, I was just watching, you know, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700. The number kept going up. Uh, we were, I think we we're hit over 1,000 tonight, like live listeners at one point. We're at like six 600 right now. So, I mean, even after all the main awesome guests left, you guys are mostly still here. So, I want to thank you so much for listening. I know it's been a long show tonight. Uh, we will see you again soon. I'm not sure when, but just make sure you subscribe and follow us so you know when. You'll get the notifications on YouTube. I also want to ask that you support us on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, both of those places allow you to leave reviews and ratings. Please do so. Follow us there, especially Spotify. We've been getting some good ad, ad revenue through our Spotify, Spotify deal. But it looks like they're going to kick us out of it because we don't have enough listeners on Spotify, actually. We have enough podcast listeners, 
Most of them are on iTunes, which I love, but Spotify is now requiring that you have like a thousand a month on Spotify. We just don't have enough. So please, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you're uh, subbing and especially on Spotify. Thank you so much, everyone. We're also on Rumble. You can, you can follow us there too. And on Twitter at the young jerks. I want to thank everyone. We will see you next time. Thank you so much. Have a great night, everyone. And uh, we'll be all tuning in. Turtle Boy's got another show coming up, I believe, tomorrow night, as well as uh, the select board hearing tomorrow night in Canton. We'll see everyone then. Have a good night.